You have just entered the Katie Ma podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 279 of the KB Mod Podcast. It is May 21st, 2017, of course, not 2016, not 2018. The fact that we're almost done with May, though, should scare you uh, because, you know, 2018 is creeping up on us. And uh, guys, I've been saying this every week. Uh, it's, it's not my birthday yet, but in two days. Are you just going to have a, a meltdown? I no, I, no, no. Yeah. So I'm turning 30 on Tuesday. I've been, I just, I have to share it because I've been talking about it on the cast every week. Uh, it, every week we've had the cast in May and um, yeah, I'll be turning 30 and no, I'm, I'm looking, you know what, honestly, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not scared. I'm only looking ahead. Um, but I wanted to, but I did want to bounce. This is what I forgot. You weren't here last week, Brandon, but mm-hmm. the week that I went and did we talk about me going to see? I think it was last. I think it was the week we was here that way. I would have talked about my experience going to the Coheed show, and I don't think you were here for that. So, because I know you saw Coheed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, a uh, weeks ago. I don't think I heard we about it. We need to talk about it. So, first of all, the show was great as always. But I, people were asking me about the show after the fact, and I talked about this last week. But I'll talk about it with you. I was having, I was enjoying it, but I was, I was struck by the fact that everybody at the show, there was no, there were no young people, quote unquote, <laughs> at the show. And it makes sense, right? It makes sense. Like Coheed is not a band that, you know, is going to necessarily attract, uh, you know, the, the young, the young fans anymore. But the other thing is that like, I mean, I've been listening, I've been going to Coheed shows for now 10 years. You know, you grow up with the bands that you like, of course. Mm-hmm. So, but I just, it was the first time I really st- took a step back and was like, cause at first I was like in my mind, cause you know, you don't really feel, I don't know. I, I don't know what mental age you get to and then stop for a lot of people where you're just like, yeah, you, you know, your body ages, but your mind, you don't really feel that much older, but I was looking around and I was just like, please, somebody, anybody just show me like, this sounds like I'm a creeper, but like, come on, even just a teenager <laughs> excited about Coheed, like it would make <laughs> me feel young again, you know? And it was just, and even the energy of the crowd, like sure. If you go to the very front, there might be a few people that were really getting into it. But like the entire show, it was at a really nice venue. Everyone's just standing there. There's plenty of space. There's not really much crowding going on. <laughs> Everybody's, people are mouthing the words. There's an occasional hand raised, you know, and stuff like that. If you're really getting into it. Just a bunch Maybe of courteous stuff. showgoers. But courteous showgoers who aren't interested in turning up anymore. Like, and even, Brandon, to the point that they, Coheed went on at exactly 930, exactly 930. They did their set for an hour and a half or so. And they were, we were all out of the building by before like 10 55 and it was mm-hmm. like even that whole vibe of it was like they're older they got their families traveling with them and stuff you know what i mean it's just mm-hmm. so funny how anyway that and that was my sobering realization was like man i mean i i still enjoy this but it's just a totally different like i saw them 10 years ago at the electric factory when they were playing um through in keeping secrets and that crowd i mean you couldn't even like it was so packed and there was so much moshing going on all the time. The album's a little bit different in vibe too than like some yeah. of their later stuff. But you know, it's just <laughs> you had to like make sure that you could stay on your feet during that show. Yeah. And it's the just fact, the how, fact that there was changes. a mosh like that there was moshing going right. on at a Coheed show, right. which is typically exactly. not like a mosh heavy show to begin with. No. No. That that speaks for uh how that demographic yes. the, those same people are now ten years older. <laughs> exactly. They are. They're not interested in that anymore. Yeah, but, I've, uh, I've get I've gotten the same feeling from other shows I've been have, to yeah. where I think about like, you know, I still listen to a lot of the same bands that I listened to, like when I was in high school, 
and or in college and so and i'm not even talking about like you know metallica and bands that actually precede my time but i'm talking about you know bands like like trivium and bullet yeah. for my valentine and five finger death punch like bands that you know have been popular for a while and when i think about how like how old those bands were when i first discovered them that yeah it's been like a decade yeah exactly <laughs> exactly no, it is. And it is anyway. It's just like, I know everybody goes, I'm, you know, I'm sure everybody has those same kind of realizations as you age. But that was the first time. The other thought I had was like, when I would watch either like Rolling Stone shows or, or you know, other bands that, like you said, have preceded my time much older. And you look at the crowd and you're like, Haha, look at those people sitting in their lawn chairs. They're so fucking <laughs> old. And I'm like, that's going to be, I mean, in 20 or 30 years, like, as long as, I mean, a lot of those bands still tour, you know, maybe not as much, but they have reunion tours and whatever else. That's going to be me. I'm going to be in a fucking, you know, wheelchair or something, just out on the lawn enjoying, you know, Claudio Sanchez, who's got this long gray beard, you know, <laughs> wrinkled, but still doing his music. And it's like, oh, man, anyway, it's just yeah, so like When, it's just when so I think brilliant. about something like, uh, like Tool's last album came out 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> It's nuts. Scott, the description just reminded me of like what I would imagine a ZZ Top concert would be like. (laughs) Exactly. No, exactly. But like back in the day, you know, ZZ, they, they, those were the, they had the young crowd. They were young guys, but you know, no, exactly. Yeah. ZZ Top's a good example. But um, anyway, so I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. And and hopefully I feel like music, music sort of just, it, it stays, it stays in time. Like, you know, you don't, you don't grow tired of the same type of music. And so it's it's very easy yeah. for me to lose track of just how old, you know, how old some of the bands are that I still listen to. And you're right, like now, you know, in, in we're not we're not old yet. No, we're not but old I imagine old. I will still I will still enjoy going to rock shows, you know, ten years yeah. from now. And so sure. at some point at some point I'm going to be that, you know, the old person at these yeah. shows. Exactly. But that's you know, that's why I think we have to do we have to do our part to <laughs> I, I have made I've I've like made a I don't know not not a, not a pact to myself but like I tell myself mm-hmm. this that the the moment I will know I'm old is the moment mm-hmm. that I don't buy general admission and I buy seats at Ooh, a show. That's so a good point. that's the thing is like I don't buy I don't get a seat right if I can't get general <laughs> admission a lot of times I just won't go like if general admission yeah. sells out I probably won't go. Oh yeah, you want to be on the you want to be on the floor yeah you don't yeah. want to be sitting in it. But like me. I felt, I felt pretty good about that. That I'm not, I'm not old yet because like <laughs> I'm still, I'm still in the crowd there. You know, uh, holding, holding people that are crowd surfing and all that. You know, protecting. I don't mosh myself, but I'm protecting people from the people that are moshing. You know, I'm usually on the edge. So, right. you know, yeah, I, we still still have some youth in us left, Scott. No, we do. I know. This sounds like I'm super. Like, I'm just like, oh, it's all over for me. And I know relatively like 30 years old compared to, you know, like my parents or whatever. They're like, you're young. Like, what are you talking about? You don't know anything. But it is more. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, Brandon, it's one thing that I have in my mind. And I try not to do it. I, I do fall into this trap. But it's like the whole idea of like, what are they fucking kids listen to, listening to <laughs> nowadays? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll hear something and I'm like, but then my parents, like when I was getting into this noise. And so I like, I'll catch myself. Or even things like this is a dumb, maybe a dumb example for this and other stuff, but like future, it just depends on my mood. But where I'd be like, what? Are, they're just mumble rapping, like what? Are, but people love it, and it's like, understand it. Um, 
like I don't have to understand it. Um, you know, I don't know. I just don't want to be. I don't want to be that old guy who's like constantly like talking down just because it's not my cup of tea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that you don't have your opinion on stuff, but um. Anyway, so like that's kind of the mark for me, and I and I've caught myself sometimes being like, I just like, what are these teenagers listening to? And I'm like, this is what my dad would say to me. <laughs> like, what are you listening to? <laughs> so whatever. Anyway, but Brad's Brad's still a young. He doesn't. You know what? Brad's. I mean, I don't. How old are you again, Brandon? You're I'm, late twenties. Uh, I'm 28. Okay. Okay. Good. You're a little bit closer to me. That yeah. makes me feel better. That's good. Yeah, I feel I like we. Uh, I don't. I don't hear as much uh, like new new bands coming out though that I really enjoy. Like it's That's a, true. for me, it's a lot of the bands that I've been listening to that they'll put out new records. But That's true. I mean, may, maybe that maybe there's you know this underground of bands that I'm missing out on. But um, you know, a lot of it. A lot of it, the newer music seems like kind of pop music and other other genres obviously like electronic music and stuff right um that you know is fine but it's not really it's not really music that i go to shows for it's not music that i seek out to see live well i think yeah. i think one thing's different today than it was 10 years ago is that we have the internet is so so good at showing us like obscure content that's relevant to our own interests that we yeah. might not have seen through mainstream media so like that's true i I know I listen to so many different artists that I honestly probably can't name off the top of my head, but just because of like services like Google play and stuff, I just set up a station like, like on a song I like, and then they do so good of just like playing different music related off of that. It's, it's crazy, but I'm because of that, I'm listening to music that I'm not, I'm not sure many people know about, but I'm still discovering today and, well, yeah, and and like like you said, with the, with the internet and social media and apps that sh- show us stuff that you would never find. Like the way you got music before was either, I mean, before MTV, right? There was radio. You know, you would go to a record store. You would just buy, like you would look at a record, and look at the cover, and maybe you would just buy it because the cover was good. You know, that was like when cover art actually mattered. Well, I think and I you think uh, like radio actually played a huge part because like oh, yeah. MTV was just gone had gone mainstream, right? Like, whatever hip-hop pop rap was playing so if you wanted anything different you would listen to the radio and hope to find Mm. out new artists from from like somebody in their daily show or something like uh related to a specific genre so like an alternative station or something or yeah i mean i i used to listen to our our rock station all the time yeah that was how i would find at least new artists sometimes and then i would go seek out more of their music but but yeah, I mean that that is completely different now. I I don't yeah. listen to the radio at all. Um, yeah. So it's like if I were a, a young if I were a young kid today, I don't really know how I would discover music because it's just so fundamentally different from the way I discovered music as a kid, which was on the radio <laughs> and then like on Napster, right? And like yeah. you yeah. know just. Yeah. That that ecosystem is so different now, where it's like I guess you would discover it on Spotify or you know Pandora or something on YouTube. Um, uh, Casey Neistat vlog, your favorite vlogger, <laughs> plays. I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah. You go to the comments and you're like, "What's that song?" It'll be fifty thousand comments, and then yeah, you're right. And then you'll go to the video of the song, and then people are like, "I came here from Casey Neistat's vlog," and you're like, "This is this is the world we live in now." Right. But really, That's... it is like discovery. And that so that part makes me feel old it's, because that is just like yes. I. I don't care at all about finding yeah, music through same. avenues like that. Same. I know. It is. It is crazy. 
But um, anyway, I know we're getting into deeper discussion. This is actually about. this is actually one thing I've thought about before. Is at what point? Because obviously I'm a rock fan, so like there's right. you know you have you have different different uh, genres of rock and stuff, but you have like classic rock, and classic rock oh, I think most people buddy. assume take to mean you know like 70s and 80s, right. uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, right? But how far like at what point will the rock that was just the rock I was listening to as a kid become what become is think, thought of as like classic rock? Right, right. I think I think given is. 20 to 30 years it's somewhere in there right yeah because like yeah and and i I at least remember in like the 2000s when i was definitely listening to rock more often i mean if you think about it 70s was considered classic rock right so Mm -hmm. that's only 30 years then now it's we're looking almost oof i know i'm just (laughs) that's that's something i've thought about where like that's that's where i think i'll feel old is when the music that I remember coming out uh, becomes classic. Yeah. yeah. Well, even at the Coheed show, Claudia was like, I mean, that, the biggest album that people that know Coheed, they blew up during the good, that good Apollo album. And, you know, Welcome Home got on Rock Band, right? And it got mm-hmm. radio play. And that That's was what song. people know. It's a, it's a great song. It's a great song. They have so much, so many other great songs, but that is a great, it was a, it's a good one. But then that's what people know them as. And so like, yeah, and then he oh, was talking about in 2005. That song 2005. is 12 years old. And that's what he said. He's like, this album has been so good to us. It's 12 Damn. years old, and we still tour to it. He's like, it's just blows. And he was talking about how, like, you know, I used to. We all used to have a nine to five job before that album came out because we we couldn't afford to to do music full time. And anyway, it was just it was just fascinating. And it's like, yeah, that album. I remember. I was so hyped. Like when I got my physical copy of that, I I ordered the deluxe edition. You know, I remember, like yeah, I remember ago. hearing that song on the radio over and over and over, yeah. and like that's sort of that's that's. I think that might have been how I discovered Coheed. I didn't Coheed. listen to Coheed yeah. before that. Yep, exactly. Man, so anyway, I don't even. We didn't even. We didn't even get to what we've been doing. Well, I, I'll just keep. I'll just keep the train going because this is is involved in what I've been doing. So I just wanted to get Brandon's take on on the COVID stuff. But in addition to aging, I, I, as I said, I am, I'm turning 30 on Tuesday, but so I celebrated Saturday, uh, yesterday I celebrated, uh, did stuff with my family and, um, I, my birthday gifts, I just wanted to go over, over this because this will, I mean, this is, if we want, if we're building the sad, you know, a sad picture of my life, like this, this will only further it. I can't so wait. A, a while ago, my mom had asked me, uh, what I wanted for my birthday. And at one point in my chat, it had come up that there's this great um, plastic uh, little seat thing called the squatty potty. That I don't know if you've seen ads for <laughs> Say it. no more. But yes. I mean, people, people talk about the squatty potty and how it really has revolutionized their, uh, their going number two. And uh, so I did some research. I watched the, the video on it. I read some reviews. People were like, no, this thing is, this thing is incredible. So, um, so I literally asked my mother for, um, for a squatty potty and of course my parents delivered so there i am sitting at my at my childhood home you know i see the big box and i'm like i think i think i know what that is and i uh <laughs> i got i got there's actually two squatty potties there's a seven inch and a nine inch depending on the height that you need and uh i have to say i've used it uh i've used it uh twice now in total <laughs> since receiving it yesterday i've had some good movements and it really it, you have to get used to it but once you do it is it is truly is it, it is as advertised it just it just aligns you in a much uh, much better way. There's a lot less work required, 
And uh, and that was, and, but Thank I'm just there's, there's a, a lot less before, work too. required. A lot less work. It just it's just it's hard to describe. But there's very little pushing that needs to be done when you're uh, when you're aligned <laughs> properly. And uh, so yeah, it's it's really it's pretty legit. So that was one of my gifts. And then the other gift. These are all practical gifts, but um, the other gift was a really really nice um, electric griddle um that my brother got me and because i like you know breakfast food and stuff like that and yeah. we have gas here and so for cooking certain things gas can be a little bit temperamental because it's mm-hmm. hard to get the whole pan even like heated so he got me this really really nice one and but the, i'm like those are the gifts I'm, i mean we talk about adult gifts but so literally revolutionizing how i poop and uh also you know just some a nice griddle but see and those i, like, are, I feel like know, those are those are the gifts that i that i want because giving. because i don't want gifts like I don't want small tchotchke type gifts. I want things yes. that I'll actually use. I don't want stuff that will just clutter up my no. house. And that's I think that's point. the that's the getting like getting older I think just means that you want more practical gifts. And if True. someone isn't going to get you something practical that you actually use, it's like I appreciate the thought, right? But just right. just wish me a happy birthday and that's mm-hmm. fine. You don't have to get me something or get me a gift card or whatever, but just I, I don't just I don't want clutter. So it's like those are two very practical gifts that you'll actually incorporate into your, you know, daily or weekly life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. So it really was, as far as gifts go, it's probably some of my favorite, uh, two of my favorite gifts I've had for a birthday in a long time. But um, so, yeah, so that was that. And then um, I know we were going to talk about what we've been, I guess we were talking about what we've been doing, but I'm going to move this. Did you guys have anything you wanted to say first? Because I'm going to get into what I've been eating too, because it, it relates to to the birthday stuff, but. You guys can go um, first. I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't really done anything. I was just gonna, I was gonna comment on. I got a, mm-hmm. I got a new TV for downstairs. I was very excited. Uh, so they delivered it on, I think on Monday, and I set it up. It's a new 65 inch Vizio. I was upgrading, you know, to the new, a new 4K TV. This is the TV. one you had to order through the site, right? Yep, yep. I had to order it through the site. It took like three weeks to get in. So I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was yeah. the, the suspense yeah. had been building. And uh, so I, I put it up on my TV stand. You know, the picture's beautiful. looks great. But there's some maybe like firmware issue or something, some hardware mm-hmm. or firmware issue where it has a built-in Google Cast. So that's cool. Okay. Like it's basically the, mm-hmm. a Chromecast inside the TV. Right. So I'm casting, I'm casting Twitch. And I'm watching, just watching Twitch stream and, you know, in beautiful color. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, <laughs> like... The video just artifacts and basically oh, freezes God. the video. Audio is still fine, but video is completely warped and and like you can't see anything. And uh, and so there's some problem. There's some problem with the TV. I don't know what it is, but uh, I had to is call it just Vizio. When you're casting. No, it's not just when I'm casting. It's on other uh, other inputs too, but it's uh, mm. it's most frequent when I'm casting the, the built-in Chromecast. So I had to call mm. Vizio tech support, and because this is a new model, like here's a, here's the thing. I broke my I broke my normal advice, which is don't get Uh-oh. the thing that's brand new, right? Right, right. And so, of course, of course, I yeah. I broke my own advice, right? It's a brand new model, so there's uh, no on, there's no like forum discussions about this TV. <laughs> there's no anything. Right. Um, but I guess on the upside, I called Vizio support, and uh, I explained it was actually one of the most helpful support interactions I've ever had. Because, okay, that's good. Because mm-hmm. I. As you you know, as you know, as someone who is like technically literate, I went through mm-hmm. all the troubleshooting steps. Right, I did right. a soft, I did a soft reset, power cycle, did a factory reset to defaults, all all the different steps. Right, right. And so I just basically I talked, I just talked this guy's ear off for like three minutes straight, telling him all the things I had all done. 
Right. And then when I when like when I finished, it was like, uh, yeah, I don't see that issue, you know, for this for this TV, and it's pretty new, so we're just gonna we'll replace it. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Wow. well, there All we right. go. <laughs> yeah, that was good. So um, you didn't have to. You didn't have to. I mean, he listened to you. He's like, "All right, yeah." Like that's that's always the best when somebody respects the knowledge that you're bringing to the table. Yeah, and doesn't bite you on it. They're like, "All right, you I did was everything." So, I, I was, was so ready, right? In my, you nice. know, in dealing with like Comcast and AT and T and all these companies, you know, that they're just looking for they're just looking for a way to keep you to keep you from getting what you really want. Right. And like, I didn't have to fight with him at all. He was just like, "Yeah, that's a uh, you know." Don't know how to help you there. We'll replace it. <laughs> so it was great. Um, That's awesome. Well, not not great yeah. because I have to get the TV replaced. Um, well, yeah. But, but anyway, it's uh, you well, know. I, who's Vizio bought out by or something like that? Weren't they just mm, recently purchased by or acquired by someone? Aren't they a brand of Sony or no? No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm oh, not no? sure. But um, I mean, they you know their their TVs have a fairly good reputation. Um, That's why I actually think. It seems like a firmware issue, but because this TV is so new, it's it's like impossible to know if it's an actual hardware problem or or bad firmware. And that's the scary thing is this is the first the first big TV I've had where software is driving the whole TV. Like before right. this, I had a TV that you know there were no apps, there were no anything. It was just a yeah. TV. So the only thing that could break was like the TV itself, you know, the <laughs> hardware of the TV. But here. I don't know if it's a problem with the TV or if it's a problem with this brand new software that runs the TV. Um, so it's it's a little bit of a bummer, but you know that's okay. They'll replace it, and that's all. That, that's good. good. That is that is good news to know that they just listened to you and they were like, "Yeah, we'll replace it." That, yeah. yeah, I was impressed that's with the just support. Doesn't happen, um, yeah. even though it, it was under unfortunate circumstances. But uh, but yeah, the TV looked really nice, and you know, 4K content looks pretty good it's pretty it's not yeah. there's not very much of it but i mean it does mm-hmm. it does look very nice and crisp so i'm, I'm, I'm sure you were watching my stream at uh, 4k which i routinely stream at because uh, people can watch that <laughs> actually are you watching like uh netflix and stuff like that has 4k yeah, or yeah i was watching i was i was watching netflix uh some netflix shows yeah. like pretty much all the netflix originals are in 4k um so okay. that's what i was that's what i was cool. watching okay Cool. And Brad, what about you? Did you have anything going on this week before we? Uh, nothing too crazy. No. Um, couple interviews. Um, went on a hike today. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing too nutty. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, what have you boys been eating? Anything of note that you want to? This is what Brad added I have, to the document. I, have, I actually here. have something to share. Oh, hit me. See, I knew we would all have something. So <laughs> that's always why have something. I, this is yeah. yeah. This uh, this is a nice addition. Uh, mm-hmm. So I went, uh, I went to Taco Bell the other night. Oh, I know what's oh, this. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and uh, and so you know, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to be like mildly healthier than my previous self, right? So when mm. I go to Taco so Bell now, Taco Bell, I'm doing well. No, I mean, there's a Taco Bell <laughs> close to me, and so I get the Fresco Fresco tacos, which you know are okay. Are, okay. They're not perfect, but like they're fine. Well, yeah, compared to some of the other stuff you could get, yeah. But uh, but then I saw on the menu. I saw the uh, the naked chicken chips. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I had I had heard them talked about on the cast. Yes. So right. so I so I gave them a try, and you know mm-hmm. what? Pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. 
Uh, I I didn't expect to really like the like the cheese with it because mm-hmm. I don't eat I don't eat chicken nuggets with cheese, but right. uh, but it it actually worked pretty well. Uh, they had like a little bit of spice to them, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I threw down a dozen of them, no problem. Okay, so, so what, is it something like you would you would get again, or was it more of a novelty item where you're like, I, I, mean, probably I, I think I'd get okay. I think I'd get it again. It it felt okay. kind of weird ordering you know what are essentially chicken nuggets from Taco right. Bell, but they right. were I mean they were fine. You know, I would say the quality is the quality was like the same as you'd get at you know Wendy's or McDonald's. Like it it didn't. It didn't strike well, me thought, as fantastic quality. I thought but it they was good. personally tasted just like Burger King chicken nuggets. That's what they. Yeah, did. that's what Brad was. Did you? Yeah, did yeah. you taste it exactly like uh, that? I I haven't. I don't really go to Burger King that often, so I don't. Know I don't either. I but like the chicken nuggets from Burger King is like one of the few things I would get. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, but, it was. Uh, you know, it was. It was a nice compliment to my meal. So I was. Uh, I I would get it again. Get it again. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah, I, they, there's a Taco Bell pretty close to me, and every I've, anytime I have to go anywhere, I always drive by it, and they've been advertising the uh, those naked what, what are they called? Naked chips, chicken yeah, chips, naked chicken chips. Um, the we- so it I seemed like a weird name to... for what they actually were. Yeah, why like why do you need why do you need naked in the name? Right, right. But maybe you know, maybe it's it's edgy. It's 2017. I guess you gotta have yeah. edgy names. I mean, I have to say, Taco Bell's marketing campaign, too, where they have, like, the old-style, like, um, black and white, like, you know, like, uh, PSAs that they do, like, 1950s, where it's like, you know, don't, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of that. If you don't watch TV, you don't see these, but they're actually pretty uh-huh. clever, and, and, they, and they have those in there and some of the other stuff, and it's like, don't let your friends try the Taco Bell naked chicken, and so it's, like, super <laughs> over the top, but done in that style, it's really good. And uh, anyway, I just have to say, I think their marketing is always usually pretty on point. I mean, Taco Bell in general has usually had pretty good marketing. Over yeah, the years. I think I think if but, they were to if they were to keep them around as a perennial item, they should yeah. have more sauces because the nacho cheese yeah. is a good point in chat that it's just you it's just nacho cheese and it's fine. But I I would potentially order it. I would it would become a regular order mm-hmm. for me if they had a more varied you know selection of sauces. Makes sense because like Chick Fil A for instance has a bunch of different types of sauce. And so that's why I can get I can get chicken nuggets every time there and just vary up the sauces. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, everybody's had them at this point. You've had them, Brad. Um, okay. I'm just gonna, this week. I will make a point. I mean, it's literally down the road for me. I can just go and get get some of the and I I will have a I will give you my feedback because I yeah, I mean same it. thing. I haven't had BK in a long time, but I know what you mean about the flavor. Like I know what the nuggets from BK taste like. So. Mm-hmm. They're just so distinct. I'll, it's like hard they have to have a distinct forget. flavor to them. So I'll see if uh, I get the same vibe. But that's good. Um, what about you, Brad? You said you have something you, you ate this week you want to talk about? Yeah. So the other day I went to a place called Solstice in okay. uh, down the river. And um, I get, I got a a miniature pizza. Right. It's, and they're all they're all cooked over like um, – like wood fires yes. too, which is pretty nice. sweet. Nice. Pepperoni, pepperoncinis, uh, mm. other peppers, marinara, and mozzarella cheese, and mm. it was the shit. Was it? It's a, like a thin. I mean, over thin pie, right? Too like crispy, kind of. Yeah, a little or, bit, yeah. a little bit crispy. Yeah. Yes. Um, yep. Exactly. It's the way I like my pies. Yeah, That's and then Katie, the Katie ordered us some uh, fries too, which they, mm. I guess, fry in truffle oil. Um, which actually mm. was really, really good. Um, good. Um, and then today I had 
country fried steak. Um, I went to this place in, in Hood River, and they, they try to do everything local and all natural ingredients and stuff, and, and it was just so good. Uh, it's like some of the best gravy I've had on the like a country fried steak. Too, oh, you're, just, you're killing me. Is it, was that your photo? Was that your photo? That, that was my photo to? today, yeah. Oh, man, it looked so good. Put that into the put that into the chat for the oh, yeah. people that are here live. They need to take a look at that. Yeah, I was love, super love jealous. Love a good country fried steak. <sighs> so good, man. Gosh darn. Um, and I'll go real quick. I went to so probably my favorite spot in Philly as far as pizza goes. There's some decent pizza places in Philly, but um, there's this place called Gennaro's uh, Gennaro's Tomato Pie uh, on 11th Street in Philly, and it's so so good. It's they do a lot of takeout, but they do have a sit-down area, and they recently moved locations. Um, and it's just it's just incredible, incredible pizza. I don't know if anybody from the Philly area um, has ever gone to Gennaro's, but so I, I we've gone there multiple times. I went went there for my birthday yesterday, and this is the second time I've been there in the last couple months. We went for another birthday of a different family member, and both times we went, the place was dead. And we went like we went on a Saturday at like six thirty, seven o'clock, right? And you'd think like. The old location, they recently moved locations. The old location would have been crowded. And uh, and so I was like, we got there and I was like, is this is this business like actually like the, their, their, their food is like they've been on a lot of lists. They're like really, they're kind of really well known, at least for the people that know about them. Like, I guess uh-huh. that's kind of, kind of redundant. But like, if you know good pizza, you would know this place kind of thing. So like word of mouth and they've been in magazines, but there's never anybody there. And so my dad was like, do you think they're doing good business? And it turns out the owner he was sitting like a little bit further away talking to this other dude. And I was listening to the conversation and the guy was like, uh, yeah, so we're planning to rent this place out, you know? And I was like, what I'm hearing this, trying to enjoy some <laughs> of my favorite pizza I've ever had. And listening to, as the owner is basically like, yeah, they, basically they move locations and there's nowhere to park at this new spot. And I think that's also what's really killing them. Plus they're in an area mm. that has all these uppity, like top, uh, what is it? Tapas and like wine bars and shit like that. And it's just like, there's so much competition going on where they move that I think that that was kind of like, they used to be in a little bit more of a rundown plate area in Philly. Um, and it kills me because I don't know if like they're going to keep the pizza business and maybe move it somewhere else or if they're just going to get rid of it. But it's like a Travis. Like It was like, I, it was another weird thing where it was like, I was trying to enjoy my pizza and it was incredible. It was great. But I was like, also like, this might be the last time I'm, uh, you know, I'm eating here. So, um, anyway it was kind of it was kind of bittersweet and hearing that conversation you know i'll probably have to try to go like four more times before they close like this year um you know pizza's not a very good thing you know location is really a big part i mean like in portland in portland it's part of the culture anymore to like for hipsters on instagram to try and find them like the biggest best like hole in the wall somewhere and then right that it doesn't matter in that case but if you're like any other kind of company that's not appealing to just hipsters trying to get their Instagram, you know, something for the gram. Um, you're just trying to make good food. Exactly. Like, like that is hard. You get, you know, location plays a huge role in success. And it honestly, th- that has deterred me from going to some places too. It's like, well, parking's really shitty, you know, um, Let's see if we can find something else. Like you know, yeah. I don't know if it was a situation where they felt like their their reputation preceded them to the point that it didn't matter. Do you know what I mean? And maybe mm-hmm. they got a little cocky because it is. It's a pain in the ass. Like whatever. You can find parking, but it's all street parking. Um, and and also I think the neighborhood that they moved to, like 
it has been built over the last year. There's places that I never saw before. And so, yeah, I think it's just kind of becoming a casualty of that. And it's just a shame because it's just, it really is just like, I've never taken anybody there and have them not go like, this is some of the best pie I've ever had. So it's just, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. So yes, tab, I did over here. Okay. No tab overheard them. And I also heard the conversation about them talking about putting in a bar. Okay. Sorry. She's going to correct me. My girlfriend's in here. Yes. She's the one who heard the owner, but. I also. When I'm telling stories, I gotta, I gotta bring it all in together. Okay. You know what? Listen. Um, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Brendan. I, uh, when, so last weekend I was, I was at, uh, I was in Los Angeles or Anaheim more, more specifically. Uh, and so we went to Disneyland and universal studios and, uh, in Disneyland, I'd never been to the downtown Disney area there, but they, you know, they have a bunch of shops and stuff. And so one night we went to a, uh, a, how, oh, what's it called? Jazz Kitchen, something Jazz Kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, in downtown Disney there, and it's a it's like a you know a New Orleans inspired place, and uh, and it was really really good. Um, so if you're in the L.A. area, uh, that's I mean I'm sure that's you know you probably don't go to that area very often unless you're a tourist, mm. but if you do happen to find yourself uh, you know around Disneyland, that place was really good. Mm. Four point three yeah. on Google reviews. Hmm. Not bad. There you go. Not bad. Um, all right. Well, this is. Uh, yeah, I'm really glad you added this little little section. We'll try to. Why even now, bother talking week... about what we've been playing? That seems so unimportant. <laughs> it does. It does seem unimportant. <laughs> Very unimportant at this point. Um, but what have we? You know what, gentlemen? Let's do it. We'll get to. I'm sure there'll be more food brought up later in the cast. There always is. So we can always come back to our to our baby, but what is uh, what is our what is what's been on the uh, R- Brad? I'm just gonna ask you, Rust. You back to Rust yet? Nope. You no, know what? I'm actually done. lost right now. I have I have nothing in plan right now, and I'm trying Oof. to figure out what to what to play. It's it's a struggle right now because I have a lot of free time, and uh, to be honest, I'm quite bored with everything that's out there right now. Dang, Everything? even a Every even Everything? battlegrounds has kind of lost lost its touch for me. Recently. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind huh. of a lost soul right now. Um, man, I've been watching a lot of Twitch streams though. I think You've I talked about this last week, but uh, GTA Five RP is some of the best content I've seen in a while, and I think that's that's kind of uh, been a good chunk of what would normally be my playtime. I'm probably watching on Twitch. You so need to somebody... play games when you got Sheriff Eli. That's right. I was, just, I was just gonna say, have you been tempted? You haven't been tempted to role play or try to get into it at all? Bring no, it just because honestly, I'm not creative enough, and oh, I, okay. I totally respect those guys that that like just create so much dialogue and story like on on a whim. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a talent that I definitely don't have. At least I don't think I have. Um, the only thing I was thinking about is I could probably pull off a chunk from the Goonies. Um, like some rendition. <laughs> I mean, go for it. No, just that's about as creative as I could get, probably. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'm trying to think of something that I could, that I that I could. I mean, we have similar, I guess, somewhat similar gaming tastes. Did you ever play any of like the? Were you ever in sports games or anything, or like any of the arcade sports games growing up, or did you? Uh, no. And I might not have anything for you right now. Um, 
Man, okay. Well, that's fine. Hey, you know what? Sometimes, I mean, we all go through lulls in our gaming throughout our lives. So, But you sound like you want something to play, though. When you say, I feel lost, that tells me that you're looking for some hope. So I feel like I should give you something that would be fun to play. Even, even like, nothing single-player stuck out? Like, have you ever played through The, the Witcher, like Witcher 3 or anything like that? That like, shit bored me so quick. I don't know. Okay. It's so much dialogue, unfortunately. Yeah, you don't really like those type of RPGs. Yeah, more of, more of like, into, like, action-type uh, like some people don't like linear storylines. I'm all for that. If it's like yeah. kind of like a movie experience, it's kind of like Far Cry. Far Cry was mm-hmm. definitely pretty straightforward the direction it was going. Um, I enjoyed some of those games. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. Have you heard, heard of Call of Duty? Duty? I was going to say campaign. Pretty action packed. Pretty pretty linear. <laughs> all right. I'm half kidding. No, sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? <laughs> No, it's fun. <laughs> Brad's like, you don't care about me, clearly. No, <laughs> yeah. You just want to see me burn. No, no. I do. no, dude. You know what it is? A lot of it is you I just I feel like you always go back to Rust, so part of me is just like you're gonna go back to it. Nah, I, no, I'm kind of real. So what the devs did was if you if you don't know anything about Rust, it's a survival game and you basically try and create a base and kill everyone else and be the top dog and raid other people, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Well, the devs changed something in the game that completely altered like how it's played. And so what, what they did was they you put down a, something called the tool covered, and if you put down a tool covered, it protects you, your, your region, so nobody could build like on your plot of land, basically. Well, they changed it so... Um, people can use twig materials, which is the cheapest, easiest stuff to break on your land, whether or not you have a tool cupboard or not. So you have people just like, it's, it's so hard to build your own, own base, not get raided from like the top down stuff like that. So um, completely altered it, but I'm just like over grinding and getting raided and it just makes it worse. So it's like, I, I'm I'm gonna wait till beta probably to get back into rest. Like I just completely wrote it off. So okay, all right, fair enough. Um, all right, Brandon. What about? Uh, I also should mention Katie Sen's not on the cast tonight. We I just do introductions. It. We didn't do any introductions. <laughs> I know we're kind of dude. I just I launched in this whole age thing, and then once we just, once we were talking about food, and it just we lost it. But yeah, Katie Zen uh, was at work, and then also feeling under the weather. So hopefully he's uh, he'll be back uh, next week. But anyway, yeah, so he's not, we just, I almost glossed over it. Like I wasn't going to talk about it. Like yeah, uh, Katie Zen is no longer with the cast or like, no, I didn't, I didn't say anything, but yeah, he's uh, just not with us this week. He should be back next week. So anyway, <laughs> wanted to get that. That's why, there. that's why you're not asking him about what he's been eating or <laughs> what he's been doing. I'm sure people assume that, but if they're listening, it's just Katie, like, the KD fans out there are so upset with you up until <laughs> right now. They thought he was on the cast. Katie has not talked for how long they've been, they've been live. Um, but yeah, what about you, Brandon? What have you been playing? Uh, I've I've really only been playing Battlegrounds. Uh, I've I've kind of I kind of lost my uh, my. I was playing Hearthstone pretty consistently for a long time there, and yeah. I have just I've just fallen so hard off of Hearthstone, um, mm. and it's really the first time in like a couple of years because I've been pretty involved in Hearthstone since it since it came out. Um, yeah. So I don't know what's going on there, but something something with Hearthstone right now is just not doing it for me. 
but Battlegrounds has been filling that gap. So I've been playing a little bit. Uh, we played some yesterday. I uh, actually got a got a win. Another dinner with uh, with Tomb and, uh, nice. and and some other folks. So that was fun. Uh, yeah, I've just been still enjoying Battlegrounds a lot. Um, you know, the the I think over time the little the little things kind of grate on you a bit. You know, there are still still definitely some rough patches, uh, especially with like the tick rate on the servers and the desync. Like yeah. as you as you come to find out more about the game's architecture, uh, sometimes that that kind of uh, I would say breaks breaks the immersion a bit when you know more of the technical details and you know that sort of stuff. But uh, but that's Last been that's been so good. Stuck in a door. Literally half of me was on one side of the door and another half of me was stuck on the other, just because of like the weird desync. Uh, so when yeah. I opened the door, I started mm. walking. When the server synced back, it literally clipped me in half, and I couldn't open the door. So somebody had to like run to my town to open the door t- so I could get out. Yeah, yeah there, awesome. there are still there are still quite a quite a few pieces that need some polish, and uh, and I think that you know they've been doing a pretty good job so far uh, of of making the performance better and all that. Um, but I just hope that they keep the momentum that they have now, you know, going because I think it'll be tough to. It'll be tough to keep people involved uh, with with some of those issues over the long term, but I'm still really enjoying it. You know, they they're releasing a new weapon I think this next week, so there's always I feel like the game is changing so much still that it's like that it's still kind of that honeymoon phase where it's not like I'm playing every single game to win the game. You know, yeah. you can still you can still have fun um, just going with it, going in with a group and. Knowing that, like sometimes you sometimes you just go into into a place that you know is going to be heavily populated, and you just say we either make it out or we die quickly, yeah. you know. And those kinds of games can be fun too. So I'm still enjoying Battlegrounds a lot. That's that's been dominating most of my time. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't have anything too new as far as games. Um, a lot of Counter Strike lately. I've been getting back into. I don't know. It's just it, I always Counter Strike's always there, but, but sometimes it's a little bit less and or a little bit more. I've been playing a lot of that. But um, additionally, I've, uh, I talked about NBA uh, Playgrounds last week, but I played some more of that again this week and did some more grinding. And that game is still, still really enjoyable. I, I hear that it just got an update so that you can uh, play some of the multiplayer options a little bit better. So, uh, so that's pretty good. And um, that game is just really, I don't know, it's just really fun. It's been a while since I've had a fun arcade sports game to play. And it's a good mix. I said it again last week. But NBA Jam and like NBA Street, it's a good... Uh, good in between. So, um, yeah, that's about it. That's all I've been doing. And, um, again, um, Katie Zen is not with us. So I, I promise, I'm sorry. I didn't mention it earlier, but he's, he's not here. Uh, he dark souls, him. rocket league, smash. Uh, Bros. I feel like okay. I should fill this in. Yeah. Dark souls, weep shit. Persona. Um, persona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else would, what else would Katie Zen have been playing? Those are the main ones. He, found, he probably found he found another obscure Dark Souls mod, so he's he's replaying the entire the entire game. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, let's real quick. Uh, we've been talking about this every week, and we will until it happens. But Extra Life is happening August eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth. Uh, the big land that we do every single year. Um, this week, uh, this year it is August eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth. So again, just mark it in your calendar. Hopefully, have a little bit of money that you could uh, donate during that to not only win some prizes, but you know, help out a bunch of different hospitals and a bunch of sick kids. So um just going to keep reminding you on that. And yeah, of course, you know, check out 
kbmod.com for uh, other content reviews. You know, the build guides. Have we done build guides in a while? I always say the build guides, but no. has there been? Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, our build guides are slightly out of date. Slightly out of date? Okay. Slightly well, out of date. Hopefully I did, for I a did, new build guide at some point. Yeah. I actually did do a custom build guide for someone the other day, so I should, I should just take the reins back. We'll do build guides. If you want to see us do build guides, uh, make sure to make sure to tweet thumbs out thumbs up or this video and subscribe. Yeah, make oh, sure to make say... sure to to sub to our Twitch channel. You know, leave us an iTunes review. <laughs> yeah, Let, let's I was going to say uh... subscribe for twenty four ninety nine and get the, <laughs> the new emotes. You can do that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that is something that's going for this section. That is if this section. That is if uh, if people care. If you stop by the Twitch channel, we have some tiered yeah. emotes. So yes. if you want to support our content, that's a good way to do it. And also, I should mention, KD is apparently watching the stream because oh. he's uh, he's delinquent from appearing on the stream. Oh, okay. He, sa- he says watching. Fire Emblem. Oh, uh, okay. It's what he's... Uh, so we should... Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Got it. Um, somehow right. I'm now doubting his excuse for missing the cast. <laughs> but, uh, it's gonna, send me a picture of where you are. It's going to be like a club somewhere in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, KD. Um, all right. Very cool. Well, let's jump into some news here. And, uh, you know, I'd say this does this, this news is uh, news that should kick off our section because it was, it was pretty big. There was the destiny Two gameplay. Uh, Brad, you said it, you were, you were trying to find a game to play. I did. Here yeah, Brad, you did. So, um, <laughs> okay, well, we'll get into that, but I don't know. Did you guys watch uh, the reveal? I saw some of it. I was out during a lot of it, so I had to catch up after the fact, but, um, I watched a little bit of it, just some of the okay. like some of the trailer and stuff. Yeah. Um, what did you? I mean, there was a lot of cringy stuff as always with a lot of a lot of this. Um, which again, I mean, I, that's just kind of unavoidable depending on how you set it up. But I, you know, the big win and the news and the reason we're talking about it for uh, this podcast is that it's going to be on the PC and it's going to be through BattleNet, which is yeah, I think uh, pretty pretty dang smart actually because really smart. That is, yeah, really smart. Um, were you surprised by that, Brandon and Brad? I was kind of surprised by that. I, I yeah, I was. It. I was surprised just because you know. I've, well, one, I'm surprised because they call it BattleNet again. So it's like they just tried to do this rebranding <laughs> thing, That's where right, it's I now the they they've just taken off all the BattleNet badging, and now everything's like Blizzard Launcher Blizzard. and all that stuff. Right. And now they're calling it BattleNet again. So. <laughs> That's true. That's a uh, peculiar, but I, I mean, I think it is a good decision. But it did surprise me because you know, obviously, BattleNet is Blizzard's platform and has only ever been Blizzard's games. Um, but I think it's like it clearly makes sense for a massive uh, online multiplayer game that is published by the same parent company as Blizzard to utilize their infrastructure and you know i mean the battlenet client is pretty good like it's not it's not perfect but i would say of all the yeah. uh like company specific launchers i think that one is the one i dislike the least mm, that's a good way to put it <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> um yeah. but yeah i mean it's it's uh you know they were very careful to say that like this is a one off exception thing you know they cuz they get all the questions right. about are you going to have other games on battlenet and uh, and I sort of believe them when they say that because I think that Blizzard does seem to have an eye toward you know quality and not quantity when it right. comes to like the number of games and and uh, an IP they support. So 
I, I believe them when, when I think this is a big enough franchise for them to warrant making an exception. Like, yeah, this is sort of sure. a Blizzard... It's almost a blizzard size franchise, you know, with how yeah. well Destiny was received. So, um, but I mean, I wouldn't... I guess the question is, like, if uh, if we ended up seeing a Call of Duty game, you know, that sort of, like we've talked about before, just became, you know, the game Call of Duty, and they sort of updated and changed it, but they stopped doing a yearly release cycle, could I, could I see a world where Call of Duty is delivered through the Battle.net launcher? I think absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I agree. Like, you're right. They were very careful the way that they worded it. But, I mean, it makes sense. Like, if there's a big enough franchise, like you said, Blizzard Blizzard size, I mean, this does. And Destiny is huge. That makes a lot of sense. One thing I did want to mention, did you happen to see, oh, man, I wish, wish I had the clip prepared so I could send it to you. But uh, during one of the interview sections, uh, the devs were asked about dedicated servers by, like, you know, two dudes <laughs> doing the interview. And it's just some of the most cringe, like, kind of like hard to watch because you could tell that they, they weren't ready to get that question. Or I don't know if they thought that question was going to be asked. Mm-hmm. And so like they kind of shuffle it off onto each other. And then they give this excuse about how like, no, no, we're not going to have them. And then like, you can tell the other guy doesn't want to say why it's just, anyway, it's a total train wreck. So I know that's one thing that's kind of um, tempering people's expectations or excitement a little bit. I mean, yeah. obviously I'm depending on if you were really into PVP or if you just want to do, kind of the bigger stuff with your friends where it's PVE, um, you know, I, connection. Yes. Dedicated server is still important. I'm not excusing it and stuff like that, but I don't think that's, you know, a guaranteed like that, that it's going to be a flop or anything like that, but I that mean, is it, a pretty, all, that's a pretty big come deal. Down, it'll all come down to if, if, you know, what the aspirations they have for the game right. are. And if they want it to, you know, if they want this to be like a kind of esportsy title or you know they want it to have some competitive aspects that frankly it didn't really have like destiny yeah. one didn't really have then they're gonna have to cross that bridge pretty quickly but if yeah. they want it to just be similar to destiny where it's you know it's a lot of co-op and um you know the pvp sort of takes a back seat at least at least from my point of view like i didn't i've never played destiny but i've watched a bit of it and it seems like it's mostly kind of the co-op stuff um that that would really shine through uh, but if they want it to be competitive at all, like yeah. it's just gonna it's gonna have to have dedicated servers, uh, yeah. period. Exactly. So, but it is funny that they weren't they they didn't maybe seem uh, ready for that question or ready yeah, to or it's like, it in a complete form. Yeah, it was really the answer is really kind of it was just an excuse basically. They said they didn't really feel like they wanted to invest their resources into that. But it's just hard for me, like that. I mean, come on, anybody. It's like anyway i mean you can just say it's cheaper right it's cheaper but again it's like in a world where a game that has this kind of budget behind it with this kind of money to like i don't even i don't know that's like, the other thing is that, that like when like, when, when destiny is on BattleNet, it's like yeah. i wonder and they sort of you know they sort of clarified this a little bit that like you know blizzard is basically just running the BattleNet side of things and they're not you know, they're not they're not running the game itself you know, like there, there's a pretty clear separation of what Blizzard's running and what, uh, yeah. and what the dev team on the Bungie side is running. Uh, but I think, you know, do you, like when you have a partnership like that, are they able to utilize, you know, Blizzard's experts there? Because like if any right. game, if any game company is going to understand the importance of something like dedicated servers or, you know, how to make a competitive title, I feel like it would be Blizzard. So... You know, it's not like they don't have the expertise that they could call on to say, hey, 
you know, what, what gives us the best chance for success, especially when we're utilizing your platform. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, I, I think like, I'm definitely excited about it because I didn't, I didn't, you know, destiny was only on console previously. I didn't play it myself, but I know that the game kind of came out, people were really disappointed. And then subsequently, like they, they added a lot of content to it. And it's kind of, you know, I think for a lot of people, uh, some opinions have changed. I know some people that still feel very strongly that the offering wasn't what they expected and it was way more grindy than they thought it was going to be. And just a lot of repetition, but a lot of people like, like that grind, you know what I mean? So, um, now that we know what destiny is as a kind of a franchise, like I've never been someone that really enjoys the grind all that much. So it's like, but in a group setting, I might more, I don't know. It's hard because so it's like, for me, I'm definitely intrigued. I'll probably end up picking it up in some form. And trying to play it with a group, I just don't know if it'll grab me or not. It seems it seems like I, the type of game that I would be into. Um, and really, the only reason that I didn't try it at all was because yeah. it wasn't on PC. So right. um, all signs point to this being worth me trying out. Uh, yeah. But I think the one and the one thing actually that that does give me some hope, <laughs> or like more hope than I might have had otherwise, is. Mm-hmm. I think the the implicit message with Destiny 2 being on Battle.net is that Destiny 2 is a game that's in it for the long haul and like they're not looking to have a Destiny 3 because that's mm-hmm. not like that's yeah. not the way Blizzard does things, right? Blizzard right. does not does not churn out sequels. They build mm-hmm. on the games that are there. So yeah. I wonder if, you know, obviously we don't we don't know the behind the scenes, but I wonder if there's sort of some understanding or agreement that look, we're not going to like, you're not going to put out destiny two and that's just a one-off until destiny three, because if we're from the blizzard side, if they're going to put it in their launcher, destiny two has got to have a long lifespan. Cause like there's literally, you can count on like one hand, the number of games that are in the BattleNet launcher right now. Mm, yeah. So that makes me, that makes me, that's where like Blizzard's reputation here maybe helps them out because when I buy a game on Battle.net, I have this trust that that game's going to have a long lifespan and they're not going to just try and churn out a sequel next year. Yeah. All right. Well, um, the other thing in regards to this news is that uh, it's definitely going to be coming out after the, there's no release date for the PC version yet. Uh, it's going to be available September 8th for consoles. Um so they say, you know, we'll definitely have to wait a bit longer. The question is, um, how long is it going to be? Is it going to be something like GTA levels of wait time? I don't think so. It doesn't seem that vibe from some of the quotes. But, I prefer you know, this, though, honestly. Because, okay. you know, it's one thing to, you know, order a game based off of, like, press's um, yeah. response to the game. But it's another to, like, have a game release and see how the diehard fans that picked it up day one, like think of it. That's um, a good point. That's a good point. So not only I would assume the delayed launch um, is to work out bugs and, um, you know, uh, optimization and getting it ready for PC. But I've heard from people saying that they, they, you know, people we know, like uh, Dave Oshry, for instance, he was, he was playing, there's no FPS limiter, um, stuff like that and it seemed to run pretty smooth for him yeah so yeah. i'm i don't think it'll be that long but um yeah no that's a good point i didn't even think about the fact that like 
you know, I, I doubt it's going to come out and be a total stinker, but it will be nice to have been out for a while and see from the veterans, like what they think of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does give you kind of a little bit more of a, yeah, we don't have to rely on fucking, you know, games, game spot or whatever. How, how whatever late IGN. do you think, how late do you think they would wait? Cause like, I, I definitely agree that I don't think it'll be a, a GTA five scenario. Yeah. No, but, but I also, I would say a couple months, maybe like, yeah. Like I think I could, months, I could like... see like Christmas, honestly. Yeah. I could. Um, which I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily want that because I mm-hmm. think that that, that means that the PC version will play second fiddle to consoles probably for its entire lifespan, right? Because, like, right. all the new people sure. on PC are going to basically, like, all the all the strats and everything are already going to be figured out. So I think that could that could sort of dampen the, um, the PC launch. But I also don't get the sense, just from the way they're talking, I don't get the sense that this is going to be, like, you know, two weeks after consoles or something. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I kind of, I'm in between on it. I, it doesn't really. I kind of see the side that Brad's saying, and then the side that you're saying too. Like, I wouldn't. I don't think I, I don't want a GTA level of <laughs> a delay for something like this. But what was GTA know. like? Six months. Uh, GTA was. No, it was longer than that. I'm pretty sure. Year plus, year and a half. Yeah. GTA was a while. It was, it was a while, but it was worth it yeah. when it came out. It was. I, mean, I guess it, that's it, maybe that's the it thing is true. if. The longer the longer the delay, I think the bigger the the delivery has to be. And so, like, you know, for instance, this dedicated server stuff. Like, if they were taking some extra time to figure out dedicated servers or whatever, I think there are ways to soothe the that PC fan base um, for having to wait so long. But you would really have to knock it out of the park if it was going to be, you know, more than a few months. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. Um, yeah, we'll definitely keep our eyes on it, and I think it's a game that we all... Uh, I don't know, Brad, did you say if it's something that you're going to end up picking nope. up? I know Brandon will definitely try it. But... Yeah, I, I, finished, try it. I finished the main story for Destiny 1, and mm-hmm. once I found out that the rest of the game was just, just basically grind. <laughs> the same map, just in yeah. a different way, in a grind, it did not interest me. So Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, starting they... to wonder, uh, I'm starting to wonder, Brandon, if Brad's whole uh, game issue is uh, more with him than uh, the options. Oh, it definitely is me. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I know. Just I just wanted to sound like a dick. Like, uh, Brad, maybe, uh, maybe you're just a little too picky, Bradley. No, I mean, maybe you. stop being a douche, Hutch. <laughs> maybe uh, you should just uh, stop being such a fucking cynic and play a fucking game, Brad. <laughs> I mean, for a second and just like it for what it is. No, I'm kidding. I think you need to. Uh, maybe you need to to stick to a gaming diet. You need to, you know, plan your meals for the week. Mm, yeah, and stick to your yeah, diet. Little bits of a couple different things, and then. Mm-hmm. If those digest properly, maybe longer sessions with those games that you really yeah. enjoy. Yeah. But you know, have have uh, a balanced meal. <laughs> All right. It would not surprise me if you fucking plan out your games for the week, <laughs> Brandon. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, but I, the thing is that I don't have a balanced meal. <laughs> I don't have a balanced meal. It's called it's called I just binge battlegrounds just right now. Binge battlegrounds. Yeah. Oh man. All right, well, Brad, I'm gonna let you take this next uh, article because you did add it, but I think it is interesting. But you take it away. Talk about this. There's <laughs> Newzu has published something saying that 42% of esport viewers don't play the game that they watch, um, which I find startling because, first of all, yeah, surprising number. So it's like, 
I don't know. I didn't really, to be completely honest, I didn't um, necessarily go through this, but I had a hard time finding out how they did this survey, um, which from what I understand is a popular trend with New Zoo, but um, <laughs> um, how they're mining their data is yeah. possibly questionable. But it, it's pretty interesting data and a bold claim to state that, uh, you know, only only 60% of people that watch esports actually play the game. So it's, yeah, it's, that's um, you know, both sides is pretty interesting to me to say that, you know, 42% of people watching do not play. Like, so I want to know who are the people that are watching a Dota match that don't play the game? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Some of these numbers, I mean, again, is there, does it say exactly how they source? I'm trying to find the, I think the question, the, the question I would have, and maybe it's, maybe it's in, it's split out in this report somewhere, but, um, is are these people who have never played the game or are these people right. do, who don't actively play the game? Cause I think those yeah. are, those are two big distinctions for me. And like, this doesn't really surprise me if it's people who don't actively play the game. Uh, because I, for example, do not often play football, but I watch football. Sure. Like I've sure. played football before and I know all the rules of the game. I, you know, I know, I know how football is played so I can enjoy the viewing experience. And I, I view that as fairly analogous to something like CSGO, where I've played a lot of CSGO. I'm very familiar with how CSGO works, but I don't really play it that much these days just because, you know, I'm playing other things. I, I just don't, for whatever reason, I don't play it. But I'll still watch it, and I can still enjoy it just as much as, you know, anything else because I understand how the game works. And yeah. so I don't think this is that uncommon. Um, mm. But if but if if it's like people who have never played the game and they're watching, that's maybe a little a little weirder to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some of these numbers do do kind of uh, stand out. But when you made the, it's a good point of making the analogy about something like uh, you know again, not that esports are perfectly analogous to traditional sports because you run into a lot of problems doing that but there are some things that they do share and i think football like that's another good example people in chat are talking about csgo a lot of people in chat don't necessarily play the game but it's a very easy esport to follow because it's like you know you can understand the rules very very easily watching it mm-hmm. where something like dota and league like i would never watch like those are harder for me to understand because like league in general i i never watched league before i played it once i played it then i watched a shit ton of league but you you almost have to have played the game for those MOBAs to, to, I don't know. Well, just like, to understand like, builds, just to champions, understand anything. Uh, yeah. team comp strategy. I mean, there's nothing like, I mean, other than like, Oh, pretty, a gank is going like, right. No, I mean, I, I used to, I remember I used to go before I, I would, I would go to PAXs and stuff and they'd have league events and I would go and watch it and be like, people are excited. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Uh, that that fairy looking thing just hit that tree looking guy who had a sapling come out of him like I that's <laughs> sexual that became sexual but um yeah like I uh so so for those games but I think you're right Brandon the distinction of between ever played and actively played is huge because uh, yeah I think uh, if, if I'm looking if I'm looking at this correctly their their definition of a viewer only or of a player would be that they've played that specific game in the past three months. So that would be, like, that doesn't really surprise me then because three months is a 
frankly, a pretty short period of time, uh, uh-huh. you know, especially as your gaming interests change. Like, you know, CSGO doesn't change very much in three months. Um, it, would, it changes a lot maybe year over year. Um, Dota and League change a lot year over year. But I yeah, think in do. three months, like, just because I'm not actively playing League and, and, you know, that wouldn't fit the definition of a player here, like, that doesn't mean that I've lost interest in that franchise entirely. And um, so I don't know. I, I think I think in this in this this is one specific way where esports does sort of mirror um, traditional mm-hmm. sports in in the way that like people's viewing preferences don't necessarily mean they spend all their time playing and perfecting their own skill at sure. that pastime. Like they can still watch something that they're not actively playing. Because I think I mean, frankly, traditional sports are like the perfect analogy here because. Like, how often are people who watch baseball going out and playing baseball? Like, probably never, because right. no one plays baseball. Well, nobody, <laughs> but okay. All right, I'm going to have to question that data, but okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Um, wow, Brandon just shit on baseball. Okay. No I'm just saying, there. like, people, yeah. look at yeah. how many people watch baseball. But yeah. And, like, yeah. I don't know anyone who goes out and, like, hits the batting well, cages. I mean, if you're a, it's yeah. I mean, if you're if you're playing in little league though, or college, or high school, uh, well, yeah, if you're, you're, you're not in your thirties yet, where you're going to be doing the uh, <laughs> city softball leagues yet? So just oh, that's true. Yeah, calm, that's right. calm down. You know, just just wait. Your time will come. You're right. Maybe that analogy actually works too. Like there are people that play softball who would never watch a baseball game. Mm, those are the you point. know those are the purists. That's a good point. Yeah. So anyway, take the take the article, I guess, with the, with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, it, it the data is interesting and makes some pretty, you know, I guess on on its surface, pretty bold claims. But um, if if I'm looking at this graph correctly, it looks like Counter Strike actually has the most uh, dedicated mm-hmm. like viewers out of like viewers that aren't players. If I'm looking yeah. at this graph correctly, and yeah. that makes sense to me. Um, what doesn't make sense to me is. Um, how Overwatch is less than, like, let's say, something like League of Legends. Um, because generally, I assume when people watch something like Counter-Strike, the objective is just, sorry if you hear the train, uh, uh, to kill or plant the bomb. It's pretty easy. You watch Counter-Strike and it's like, okay, I understand what's happening here. Um, okay. But League and Dota, you can't exactly just, you know, get that without some extended watching, especially Hearthstone. That doesn't surprise me how Hearthstone has uh, that share there. Um, yeah, and also, I mean, for Overwatch specifically, having such a high percentage of people who only play the game and don't watch it is also kind of a like a symptom of that competitive scene being a little more nascent um, and not having, you know, there's not an Overwatch tournament every single weekend. There's not always right. something to watch. So, yeah, I mean, I think, like... Gaming, gaming is just it's it's different because like there are also as your gaming tastes change there are a lot more things to play than there are things to watch so you know even though i'm into let's say battlegrounds right now you know there's there's not like competitive battlegrounds to be watching every yeah. single weekend whereas i may not play league but there's a league tournament every single weekend right because that that's that circuit is going all the time there's a csgo sure. tournament really often so it's like yeah. you have to pick what you want to watch, and that is not always going to align with what you're playing, because what what is available in a high quality competitive format to watch, 
it's a much smaller subset of games. Yeah. No, that is uh, that is definitely true. So, anyway, just I know Brad, you wanted to touch base on that, and I guess, like you said, on the surface, it's not like rocket science. Like, I mean, again, the analogy to real sports is definitely there, but I don't, I don't know. Part of it too, it just frustrates me. Like, you know, esports is is kind of this uh, thing that's been around for a long time, and, and recently, it's like over the last five or whatever plus years, it's kind of the buzzword of like code for like we can make a shit ton of money. This is an esports friendly game, you know, and which which is fine, which I understand. And it's helped grow the game a lot. And there's been a lot of good examples of good esports titles. I think CSGO is a great one with its spec client. And, you know, there's lots of other games too. But it is, you know, it's we're getting to the point that is the bubble. I wouldn't say the bubble's gonna burst, but everyone's getting into the scene. We've got like NBA getting involved with the NBA uh, 2K18 or 2K17 game league. We've got, you know, Overwatches and Blizzard are doing their own league. Um, which is all fine and stuff like that. But as all this new investment money and stuff continues to come into the sport, is it possible that, again, not that the bubble is going to burst, but it's setting up a certain kind of expectation that I'm not sure esports needs to have, you know what I mean, on it. I don't know. It's yeah, just it's become, it it's becoming a, a lot more commercialized. Um, yeah. But I don't yeah. know that the... I don't know that the business model for all of those commercial ventures is is always super sound. And so right. trying exactly. to, like you mentioned, the NBA 2K League, trying to like kickstart that yeah. um, and turn that into a legit eSport overnight, you know, maybe it can be done. Um, maybe. But I don't know that it, I think it's far from guaranteed uh, because, you yeah. know, you look at the five games on this list and they're largely, you know, the community decided they were going to be popular. Exactly. Um, it's like maybe. people hear hear esports and like what I'm saying when they hear money and then it's like at the top they're like oh okay well we have a game that's actually a real sport so let's just add an e in front of it and make a league <laughs> and it's an easy money money machine look at all the money and then but you're right they don't understand the complexities or the reason like you said these communities make these games esports or these games are built from the ground up to be competitive in a form that is is good to watch right and i'm not saying that nba 2k isn't a good game or fun to watch but it, it traditionally you know your actual sports games have never been big esports games yeah uh so to just try to force that again who knows maybe it will work it's uh it's just re- yeah anyway and because because esports has been around a long time and it's gone through its ups and its downs it's definitely the at, at the at its peak it's never we've it's never been as big as it is now but scott would you say plenty of room would you fail. say that over the last 20 years, gaming has rapidly evolved into a favorite pastime of consumers and the single most favorite pastime for digital natives or young millennials? <laughs> My God, what a quote. <laughs> I would, actually. I would. Who said that, though? That was beautiful. Newsu said that in this oh, report. That, 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 that sounds like a perfect, like, a somebody setting up SEO on their fucking page or something. <laughs> Young, like just like digital natives or young millennials. That's how you know <laughs> this report's serious. Wow, what a serious! That's wow. That um, I can almost hear himself what is, slap the, what the is, author slapping himself on the back. What is a young millennial? <laughs> I don't. What, at what point are you no longer a young millennial uh, and you're just a millennial yeah. or an old millennial? How old are you again? Switch over. What I don't even know the age range for millennial. Uh, I'm 30. Well, going to be 30. Grant's 20. Millennials, I thought, was like 1980s and on. Hmm. Yeah, you might be right. That's the thing is, what is a young millennial? I don't even know. Oh, well. So many buzzwords in this. This guy's going to give himself a bee sting, dude. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's uh, let's move on to some quick hits here. And uh, one of you guys can take the, the Threadripper by Ryzen 
a monster CPU with 16 cores and 32 threads. I think you were tweeting about this a bit, uh, Brad. Were you when this was this revealed? I feel like it was your timeline that was blowing up. Maybe no, not. it wasn't. Wasn't me. Um, oh, okay. Who was it? Somebody. Somebody that looked like you. Maybe I follow an imposter, Brad. <laughs> oh yeah, his name is uh, Z. Oh my God, it's Hutch. He was the one blowing up. Oh, I get the Hutch's confused. I imagine he is definitely tweeting about this. I'm yes. sure. Yeah. Um, basically, AMD unveiled uh, what they're calling their Epic processors. Epic spelled like a cool E-P-Y-C, oh, by the way. Oh, um, why? That, by that's the way. why. Why are they doing no, that's, that? That's, yeah. Why? <laughs> um, 32 cores, 64 threads, um, which is pretty impressive. I guess. Um, well, that's. I think that's a data center processor, though. It is. Yes, yeah. but that. Um, that's their. That's their epic one. Um, but rumor has it, just because, you know, uh, AMD whipped it out with the last uh, Ryzen release. Uh, Intel supposedly is r- rumored to release a new line of processors, which they've been quote unquote holding back for a while. So um well you didn't, you as, didn't even you didn't even talk about what AMD is doing. They're releasing they're releasing a supposedly gonna release a new consumer Ryzen CPU this summer. This summer, right. Called Threadripper. Codename Threadripper. Sixteen cores, thirty two threads. Whoever's writing this stuff is <laughs> Yeah, I like mean, Ryzen. A- AMD. Yeah, a- the people naming things over at AMD, they're they're really uh, they're really going pretty wild. You got the Ryzen Ryzen CPU. You got code named Threadripper. I mean, these are these are some very serious names. But uh, we've got. I mean, uh... oh, sorry, you guys were done with that topic. I slipped out for a second. But yes, no, I was going to second you on the seriousness of the. <laughs> It sounds like uh, you don't want to get caught in this thing's wake, dude. You just will get tore up. These yeah. are aggressive words. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they, you know, what like especially what price point this launches at. I mean, 16 cores. You're clearly targeting very high end PCs because right. um, I mean, frankly, I think most most applications don't need 16 cores. Um, yeah. So this is like. I want to be optimistic about this, but also this could also be um, this could also just be a miss because like it, if it doesn't have good single threaded performance, then it's not going to matter. Like that's where Intel has always whipped AMD is on single threaded uh, applications, and you know like games and a lot of a lot of other uh, applications can't take advantage of like sixteen cores. So, um, but it is exciting to see them getting in that high end market. Um, you well, know, compete even, with Intel. Even their marketing slide there at the top of this article we're looking at the in the background is a transparent Premiere Pro uh, right. timeline. Right. I mean, so the the audience is clear there in my mind at least. But um Yeah, well and it's clear they're going for the gaming audience too, where, you know, like gamers, streamers, you know, people that want just the hot high end CPUs, right? Even if you don't use it all yeah, the time, right. you might use it enough that it warrants getting a really high-end CPU. And right now, I think those, you know, those PCs are being built with Intel chips. So it's it it's a shot across the bow. 
uh, because AMD has always played the value game to Intel's high-end game. This is, you know, maybe trying to change that conversation. Um, but like you were mentioning, Brad, uh, Intel potentially kind of shooting back um, because they're actually going to, I don't know if we talked about this, but they're they're actually going to start naming, like they're going to segment their name schemes uh, to have an i9 line of processors, which is going to be their high-end processors, which frankly I'm I'm very happy about because it one of the things that really annoys me is when someone says, "Oh yeah, my my PC is great. I have an i7," and like you that <laughs> could mean an i7 920, which is years old, like or it could yeah, mean an i7 7700K, which is you know a top of the line processor. So I hate that like the i7 brand people you know the 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 average consumer thinks i7 they think it's you know the it's it's just this amazing thing and it's like no the i7 brand means nothing because if it's if it's an i7 generation from like 4 years ago then that's not current tech so the i9 branding maybe will help with that that if you have an i9 processor then all right now we know you're actually talking about something real yeah all right. Well, speaking of something real, what could be more real than a Netflix TV series? <laughs> well, okay, maybe that's not a real tangible nice, thing. Nice try on the segue. But I tried, right. but not just a Netflix TV series. I mean, we know those exist; those are real. But how about one that? How about how about a series with mm. real people? Oh, there it is. There, I knew we would get there. I knew we, we would. You saved me on that one, Brendan. Thank you. The Witcher is coming to Netflix as a uh, TV series. And I mean, we know obviously Netflix, huge budgets, generally their originals um, or, or whatever adapted originals uh, are, are well produced and, and good content. So hopefully um, that'll be the same for, for this though. I mean, obviously game of game of adaptions um, in general, when it comes to movies and stuff, uh, <laughs> Because my whole argument is like, why are we making fucking game? We anyway, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother question for another day. But I don't know. Um, obviously, this was a book series before it was a game. Anyway, so are you guys excited about this? I know, Brandon, did you play? I forget if you played much of The Witcher. I, play, I played some of it. I'm I'm uh, I actually am pretty excited for this because um, I think there are a few things going for it that are really positive. One, like you mentioned, it it is a book. Um, you know, it's got it's right. got book lineage. So there's like, there's more backstory there than just the game itself, Mm -hmm. which I think is, you know, it bodes well for this sort of thing, right? A lot of good TV series have been based on books um, because they have a lot of reference material. Right. And then the other thing is, I just think in general, like The Witcher is well suited for like a Netflix original style series because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's got... It's it's like it's mature enough that I think it it falls into what I want from a series like that. You know, it's gonna have it's gonna have like violence. It's gonna have the you know sex. It's gonna have all the things you want from yeah. those Netflix originals. And like, look at basically look at Game of Thrones, right? Like this, sex, The Witcher sex. is kind of <laughs> The Witcher is kind of similar in theme to a Game of Thrones style um, atmosphere. So I, I think yeah. it could be really good. Like obviously we won't know until it actually gets made, but I think that they're starting with a lot of advantages for you know for a show like this. So I'm I'm wasn't, pretty excited for it. Yeah, I'm looking at this article. Wasn't the art author just previously bitching about how 
people knew the Witcher series from the video game and not the books, and now he's like, Guess he's, like, he's probably I'm, less upset now. <laughs> I'm thrilled that Netflix is will be doing adaptation <laughs> of my stories. It's like now oh. people are only going to know that they're going to be like, "Yo, the Netflix series, The Witcher. Have you seen it?" He's like, "It's a fucking book, bitch." He's going to get real mad. <laughs> like me, <laughs> yeah. It's like me with certain things or with Coheed. Like people be like, "You mean the band that was on Rock Band?" I'm like, "Shut the." Anyway, I, I get I get mad. But it's oh, not, my, I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. guess that he probably didn't uh, he probably didn't include the like movie rights to the book when he sold the video game rights to CD mm. Projekt Red. So I'm gonna guess he probably is really thrilled. Yes, because I'm true. sure it's a huge payday for that guy. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Definitely it's a good uh, I think it's a good universe for a TV show, especially like they've. I mean, the game itself has enough storylines that you could just like literally recreate those in live action if you wanted to. Exactly. Um, all right. I'm going to let you try. Does anybody want to try the segue before I try it? No, I, I think uh, this one was specifically for you, if I understand. Oh, this was. Yeah, a Minecraft story in here. Think, uh, Absolutely. Did you beautiful. not put this one in the document? No, believe it or not, oh. this wasn't, huh. this wasn't sure? mine. Uh, yeah, I'm 100% sure. I actually okay. just read it, and it triggered me even reading about the <laughs> retardedness of the fucking Minecraft world. Uh, the children might actually feed their parents chocolate chip cookies, which is toxic. So we're going to change the... I'll just summarize the story for you. Fucking, you feed parents cookies in Minecraft, okay? And someone pointed out that maybe this is not safe because if somebody's, you know, parent has a parrot, and they give it chocolate chips, you know, then it could potentially hurt the bird or kill the bird. So um, Mojang is uh, going to be changing the cookies uh, to something else. And that's it. That's your story. That's it. That's that's all there is to it. And I'm fucking triggered. Are you happy, Brad? Um, You're not going to mention the part where there's a subtle reference to Nirvana song, Polly? Oh, yes. That's right. That, that's originally why uh, why it was chocolate chip cookies, right? So... Thank you, Scott. Was that good? Did I did I summarize the story? I'm enlightened. Thank you. And now I know. That's great. That was I just great. like okay. I like the uh, the subheading. Mojang accepts concerns that children might <laughs> imitate the game's dangerous avian diet. <laughs> oh my god! It's so fucking pretentious. It's trying to doctor up a non-story about fucking mongoloids that play my. I'm just anyway. No, I'm not Mongoloids. I, I get it. People love Minecraft. It's a very creative game. It's an amazing sandbox that has done a lot for gaming. I fucking it's it's amazing. Let's talk more about it. As much as much as this is kind of a silly story, it actually is like I think there is a conversation where it's like because this game, you know, you have such young kids playing it. Yeah. This is I mean, no, I we didn't. think we think it's dumb, but this is I actually know. like this may be a real concern. Right, if you're like a young kid who doesn't have a full, you know, a no, full you're, understanding you're right. of how the world works, you know, you right. might accidentally feed your real parrot a chocolate chip cookie, you know, which is obviously is like bad for the bird. So that's interesting. Um, interesting in that, like, I think I don't, I don't think about the consequences of like children's games and how they're made. Yeah, but you you do sort of have to think more, like, more directly about the things you put into this virtual world because they sort of are shaping, you know, they're shaping someone's mind in the way that me playing Minecraft is not shaping my mind. 
Yep. I'm just yeah, glad that's... that they they took this issue to Reddit. And yeah, honestly, 30, though, thirty seven thousand people upvoted this. And, uh... <laughs> if if you want something done, if you want anything done in this world, you you put it on Reddit, and chances it might not. It's not a guarantee, but you have a better chance. You know, as much as I like to, uh, you know, mock the Reddit uh, Reddit threads, I have to say they can they can be powerful. No, and I get it too. I, I'm just I'm being a little bit over the top. You know, the, Reddit, right, the Reddit thread is actually is like very reasonable. You know, it is. It is. It's like it's a pretty small change, but you know, it may, it could actually because of just the sheer number of like young children that play this game. I honestly would not be surprised if this one little thing, if 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 literally like five birds have died from this or something, you know, some some right. number that is actually like really small on a global level. But I honestly mm-hmm. would not be surprised if you know if a young kid thought that like, hey, I can feed my bird this cookie. And they actually did it, and it died. But yeah, maybe maybe, maybe Mojang is actually going to save lives. Did you ever maybe. think about that, Scott? That's true. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think about it that way. But I mean, considering Minecraft raises like half of the country at this point, then I shouldn't be surprised <laughs> that something like this is like every. You know, it is. It is. A, it is like there's Minecraft, uh, Pampers diapers. And like Gerber baby food, like like literally, like Minecraft is in that tier as far as like in the home. So I get it, I get it. Fair enough. Minecraft themed diapers. I mean, if they haven't done it yet, uh, I would be shocked. But yeah, start them real young. What about Adult a picture diapers. of Notch's face that says "sell out" on the ass part where they, where the baby poops, <laughs> or like where where the shit hits the inside of the diaper with his mouth open? And it says uh, at the maybe a quote from him about how uh, he'll never sell out or something like that. Could we and then the inside that? is like uh, R slash the <laughs> underscore Donald. <laughs> now that is oh that that's brilliant, Brad. That's a that's a that's remarkably a political message to put on a diaper. <laughs> Incredible. I think yeah we're starting. It's <laughs> getting a little crazy. Oh man. Okay. Well, this will, we're going to move into the uh, to the new releases, and I'm going to give this to uh, I'm going to kick this over to Brandon because I think he's filling in for KD, or maybe it's Brad. I'm not sure. Who's, uh, who's I mean, I I did, did the honors. Uh, okay, that's why, that's why our new release section is is a Even little bit uh, a little bit more scant than usual. Uh, okay, sure. but uh, but we do scant. have a few. I mean, basically, what I mean is that we're missing the you know the weeb garbage that might end up here normally. <laughs> Uh, a, noticeable <laughs> lack, a noticeable lack of weep stuff in here, yeah. Yeah. I well, think. no, I mean, the thing is, Katie does a good job of of going through and seeing some of the like kind of the diamonds in the rough. Um, yeah. Whereas I, I, I kind of just looked at the the, the more well known titles for this week. Um, you know, because I don't, I don't quite have that eye that he has for spotting quality in the indie scene. But uh, we have a few games coming out this week. Uh, obviously, many games come out every week. But here are three that are maybe worth talking about. Uh, the first one comes out on May 23rd. That's uh, that's on Tuesday. Uh, Steel Division Normandy 44, uh, which looks mm. uh, looks kind of interesting. It's published by Paradox, um, and it's like a it's it's a like a real time strategy game. Yep. Uh, obviously set in uh, in 1944, I would guess. Yeah, from the title. Um, so I, I don't know too much about the series, but, um, I mean, I love RTS games and, uh, 
I will say, unfortunately, that many of these screenshots do not look like they were taken from in-game because I do they not know. see a UI. They nope. are very pretty screenshots. They're very cinematic. My guess is they do not represent actual gameplay. Can I say the one UI screenshot that I see looks much less impressive uh, compared <laughs> to all of the others? Like well, again, It, it looks, like looks like a real-time strategy game. It does. Uh, it looks like a yeah. The other exactly. ones, the other ones, uh, you know, in my real time strategy game, how much time do I really spend on right. the road looking next to my one tank driving exactly. away? Exactly. Uh, not that much time in a real real time strategy game. No. Um, but anyway, that uh, you know, if you're an RTS fan and you like the the uh, World War II setting, um, this looks like a competent uh, RTS game. So yeah. check that out if you like. Uh, that's. Uh, Available for forty bucks, looks like, with a deluxe edition that's sixty bucks. So forty bucks seems reasonable. Uh, it's got very positive reviews so far. Guessing that uh, some people probably already have access to it. Uh, next up, this is one that uh, that I've I've you know I think a lot of people have seen, um, like because of the the very gory trailer uh, yeah. that has appeared. Like honestly, the this the trailer has been has been kind of off putting. Uh, with like how gory it is, because uh, they show what are basically it's like the equivalent of fatalities. Um, yep. So this is like a uh, what, what is what is this game like? Um, it's like a survive. It's uh, what what am I trying to compare this to? Um, it's it's very similar to um, oh, I forget the name of the game, but it was it was popular on Twitch for a little while. Uh, where basically you have a, it's kind of evolve style. Where you have Jason uh, is one player, and then there are, uh, I guess, three or four players trying to get away from him. Um, I don't really know that much about the gameplay right now. All I know is that it is apparently possible for Jason to do these incredibly vicious fatalities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, they're, I mean, frankly, I pretty played, disturbing. I played the, I don't know if it was, was a closed beta or closed mm-hmm. alpha. I don't know. I, I think I got you a key, Scott. I don't know if you ever played, but. I didn't end up playing. I watched a bit of it. Uh, it looked pretty janky. It looked, I don't know. It okay. was janky. It was very but, janky. Yeah. Um, and I would not pay forty bucks for this. Um, no, not from what I saw. I wouldn't. Um, yeah. So, it, but yeah, that was a while. That was a while ago. That 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 was what four or five months ago. That that was in that closed beta was around. Yeah. So yeah, it, it strikes me as a. Uh, it strikes me as a game that may be worth waiting to you know see yeah. see what the reviews are like and see. If there are um, some patches, like this just strikes me as a game that could have some issues on launch, uh, especially since my guess is it's only going to be a game you really play multiplayer. I'm not sure if there's a single player component. No, it's uh, all multiplayer. So basically, yeah, um, everybody gets into a lobby. You pick, if you were a Jason, what kind of Jason you would want to be. And then once you get into the game, it randomly picks, if I recall correctly, who's Jason. And you have to try and make it out alive, and that's either finding car parts to make sure that you're you can get in a car and run away, or or call the police, or uh, I don't I don't remember what else you could do, but there's different ways you can get out of camp, basically. And uh, I don't know. It was... the, the game I was thinking of is Dead by Daylight. It's uh, it seems oh, kind of similar yes. to that one. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, definitely. Any comparisons are. I think the maps a lot bigger than the Dead by Daylight Dead by Daylight maps, but yeah, similar similar idea to to that game for sure. Yeah, so I would say um, I would say check out the trailer just because I mean 
I think if you're buying this game, you're buying it because it is very gruesome. Like it is, it is one of the most gruesome trailers that I've seen. Um, and like gore doesn't bother me normally, but this is definitely kind of skirting the line of even what, what, uh, what I would want to see. So, um, yeah, forty bucks Brandon seems maybe. Little, little, uh, okay, I, li- I don't. I don't really hear Brandon ever really shocked by anything. This is. I mean, you, you have you watched the I've trailer? Seen I've seen it. I mean, it's definitely like edgy for this and violent for the sake of. That's what I mean. Is it's it's like yeah. it's gratuitous and it, it doesn't sure. it doesn't bother me, but it gets close. I mean, like ripping jaws yeah. off and uh, you yeah. know, like yeah. boring a hole in someone's chest. I mean, these are these are definitely yeah. a little gratuitous uh, compared to your run of the mill. Uh, shooting style games. Uh, yep. But yeah, forty bucks seems maybe a little uh, a little pricey for a multiplayer only game uh, with no established pedigree. But you know, if if you're in a dub by daylight, it seems like it's it seems pretty similar to that. Yep. Uh, last up on our list, uh, we have Vanquish, which is uh, this is like a remaster of a uh, a title that I never played, but um, I do recall you know hearing about it and. Uh, if you uh, listen to Sega, so it's published by Sega. Uh, mm. If you listen to them, it is uh, it is a revolutionary. It is their revolutionary sci-fi action suitor. Uh, slide boosting onto PC. Ooh, slide boosting. So for hmm. anyone who's played Vanquish, uh, this this version has a fully unlocked frame rate, uh, HD resolutions going up to 4K. Got to get that 4K in there. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's cool. It's a remaster. Uh, it looks like it is 20 bucks, available on uh, May 25th. So check that out if you're looking to play Vanquish on on PC. Get some mm-hmm. of that nostalgia in. Uh, and that's uh, that's it for our new releases section. All right. Thank you for that, Brandon. We're going to jump into our uh, viewer questions here. And uh, our first one comes from Twitter from T underscore space 36. And uh, he asks a good one. He says, where do you store an opened ketchup bottle in the fridge or in the pantry? And then he says, same question for peanut butter, fridge or pantry. And I think honestly, there's really only one, one right answer for both of these. Uh, so yeah. I will be judging both of you depending on what you answer, but. Yeah, um, this has an objective Brandon. answer, but it is important it for anyone who doesn't know the objective answer <laughs> right. to hear this question so they know for the future. Exactly. So who so goes Brandon, first? Go ahead. So open ketchup bottle you store in the fridge. 100% accurate. Open yes. peanut butter you store in the pantry. Agreed. Brad, do you those deviate are, from Those that? are just facts. No, I agree. Okay. I don't. Does, is there people that don't do that? Are, am I? That's I what know I was wondering. Leave ketchup, ketchup out. Do um, people leave ketchup out? Really? Huh. I get. Well, Just I guess think of uh, any diner that you go you, to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I guess, guess you can. Restaurants, guess you can. restaurants would leave it out. But yeah, I always put it in the fridge. Same. Once I open it. Especially yeah. because I mean, ketchup is not something that that differs really in taste depending on whether it's cold or you know or room temperature. Yeah. True. Yeah. But yeah, I've always put open. Well, I guess my parents always put open ketchup in the in the fridge, and so I've just you know followed that tradition. I guess you don't have to. But this uh, all depends on like what kind of ketchup or peanut butter you get, though. Because like, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't put peanut butter in the fridge. Doesn't it just change the texture and get hard? 
What? No, there's some like all natural stuff that you're supposed oh, to. Oh, fuck off with the all natural <laughs> peanut butter. Dude. Same with fuck ketchup off. too. So like, I don't know. You don't need to put peanut butter in the fridge. I mean, again, yeah, I guess you can get versions of everything that you could just do saying, other stuff yes. with. Yeah, I mean, you but, could put it in the fridge, but you just you don't need to. Well, it's like soy soy sauce. Did you know, or not soy sauce? Teriyaki sauce, like, which is basically soy sauce with like some additives. But like, uh, I didn't know until like last week that you're supposed to keep it in the fridge, like they suggest to keep it in the fridge. Hmm. And I always thought you just like put it in the cupboard like everything else. So. <laughs> for for you guys, which is mo- which is it more of a premium fridge space or pantry space? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, that's really tough. I think I probably value, fr- I probably value fridge space more, personally. Though, no, I feel, I feel like, like if no, you've got a, if you've got to... like a big house, you probably have a bunch yeah. of pantry space. Yeah, but... that's true. Actually, in an apartment, I actually would say pantry because, uh, that I've is always the apart- thing I've lived in some apartments with really small pantries. Yeah, no, totally. I think I would. I think I would have to say pantry, especially. For I mean, I live in a bigger place now. Even my pantry space is like pretty filled. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I've, but I think normally my fridge space is at more of a premium because you you just there are so many things that you just leave in there, right? So like a lot of different types of sauce and you know mayonnaise and dressing and all all sorts of things. Like you basically take up the whole door of your fridge just with sauce right. that you want to use every now and then. Yeah. Um, I've never ran out of shelf space, though, for, like, condiments and stuff like that. But, oh, in the fridge? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess I would say fridges, you can get pretty creative. Even if you have, like, a big shopping trip or something like that, if you have a lot of stuff, you can generally – I mean, you can have a pretty packed fridge. But, um, I, yeah, I definitely run out of pantry space in my place more than more than a fridge. Um. Okay, well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm sorry. I don't mean to inter- interrupt for something yeah. from chat, but Paul oh, says okay. I don't have to keep a lot of stuff cold. I have a 45 pound pretz, 45 pound bag of pretzels in a burlap sack. Of- <laughs> <laughs> what on <laughs> Wow. 45 pound of. I mean, that is one way pretzels. to avoid needing a whole lot of fruit space. That's amazing. <laughs> His wow. answer was unsurprisingly pantry space for what he values more. So, <laughs> hey man, you, you buy in hey, I'm not, Yeah, I'm not judging, dude. Makes sense. If you're gonna he's eat just, it all, he's just, he's just eating efficiently. More. Yeah, I would say if you sense. can if you can get through a 45 pound bag of Doritos before those pre- like the pretzels at the bottom, or I'm sorry, 45 bag of pretzels, pound bag of pretzels before the pretzels at the bottom go stale. Yeah, that that's... is impressive. That's insanely impressive if you can do mm-hmm. that. Um, all right. Well, thank you for your question, T-Space. Suro6, uh, speaking of weebs, even though Katie's not here, we've got Suro's coming. At what point does the sequel number become unattractive to look at in the title? For me, five is the cutoff point. At that, it looks ugly. Um, so that's a good question. Personally, My answer is actually... I, think it's, I yeah. think it's three for me. I was, I was just going to say, uh, for me, it's actually four. Like if I see, I, I, if we're just talking about aesthetically, like pleasing, um, I don't know if that really is ever a factor for me. Like, do I think the thing's going to be good or bad? If I see a four uh, on the movie, okay. I assume that it's jumped the ship. Like, because there's a lot of threes in series that, like, the third one's still good. 
can you name that many? I mean, there are, but if it's something that's gone to a fourth, I feel like most of the time it's like either so far removed from what the original was that it's its own garbage or, or um, they just kept going and it should have died a long time ago. I don't know. That's why four for me, but I can see what you're saying about, are you talking about three aesthetically? Like the way it looks? Um, let's see. Now I'm like second guessing myself because I would have to agree. I think aesthetically four is probably the cutoff. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I would agree um, with that. Just just in general, though, um, I think usually the third one's probably the roughest in a lot of series. Yeah, um, yeah. See, here's 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 where I fall. It it depends on the title of the game. Okay, mm. so if you can, I, I think, you know, the first one obviously you don't really have a numeral typically. Uh, the second one you just call that one whatever two, right? Because there's that's the first sequel. It's not a big deal. Three is where it starts to get, you know, it's like, all right, you got, you're just adding numbers at this point. But three, if you have an E in the name, you just, it's easy. You just put the three in place of, in place of the E, right? So, so Destiny three, (laughs) Destiny three, if they make a Destiny three and it's not D three S T I N Y, I don't know what they're doing, right? That's just, you just, you've screwed up the perfect marketing. It's very easy. Same thing with a four and an A. Right, it's yep. not perfect, but if you have an A in the name, you just you put the four it. in the name thing yeah. with five, but maybe a little bit less five and an five, but maybe a little bit less five and an S is like not, not, mm. not quite yeah. the same. Yeah. So I would say my my hard cutoff is probably five, because like I think three and four can fit in the title depending on the letters in the title. Well, notice how like if we're looking at video games. When I, when I hear four, I immediately go to COD four because. Mm, okay. Do you mean C four LL of duty? <laughs> oh man! See, they did, and they didn't. They didn't do that for Call of Duty. See, they did didn't. They? they didn't. But it would have worked. <laughs> no. God damn it! No, I wish I could see Brad's face right now. I feel like yeah, he's, he's so pretty. angry. Yeah. I'll play them. Yeah, that is uh, <laughs> interesting. Brandon just going full troll here, but um, yeah, it really depends. I mean, there are exceptions to, to the rule and stuff. I don't know. Just for me in general, um, I don't know. I guess one argument you go, well, if they got to if they got to four or five movies, like it must be there must be something there. But then you realize that doesn't that doesn't mean quality of course so i mean there's been there's so many things that just go too long i just i don't know i just figure like man we're really making four of these and then i mean if like obviously just, this franchise is we're just talking pure aesthetics that. of the numbers in the title like what can what can turn into good cover art or something right exactly. i think like yeah. two three and four all seem fine to me five is not is not a pretty number necessarily right. like how do you fit five in the title and I think we don't have enough examples of ones past that, like six, seven, eight. <laughs> you right. Know what, you know what you do if you're Battlefield? Once you get past four, you just go back to one. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. Yeah. That's what I mean. Is like we we haven't really seen. I think like an eight could look good in a title, but I don't have enough. I don't have really enough examples mm. of that because it's pretty rare. Yeah. I think yeah. I think the the easy answer though is no double digits. Like double digits is just is out of hand. Yeah. Unless no, again, true. you can fit the digits in the title. So like if you have the 10th one and you have an <laughs> L and an O, done. Done. You just put the 10 in the title itself. 
Lunster just did one with Gran Turismo, man, using four and five. Yeah. And I just, oh, you God. see, it's easy. It's that is easy. Sexy. Just saying, that's that's how you get people on board with your sequel is when you put when you put it in uh, in the name. Like I think some I heard someone else say this that like Splatoon two, the fact that they didn't make it splat like Splatoon with the two in the name, mm. it's it's ridiculous. No, Fire no. your marketing person. <laughs> no, I think keep them and do not hire Brandon. <laughs> yeah, do not have them nuke keep your franchise. Far as far as wow. How are you? Very how are you going to tell me that that like? Splat tune with the two taking over the T, that that's not a pretty title. Mm. Your the SEO does all the all the work itself, right? There's nothing ever going to be called that again in the world. You think you think I'm crazy? I I mean, I might as well just like if I'm the marketing person, if I've already picked that as the name, might as well bundle a fucking trilby with the pre-order for Splatoon. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at how you you just put it out there. I mean, it's not. That's actually not too bad. Splatoon is not a bad example of what you're trying no. to say. I, I could see that. And this one, so I'm just the Splatoon one doesn't even go with my my original point. Yeah, I'm just saying that's that like true. I think you can mix in you can mix in the numerals with the actual title and come right. up with something creative that people actually like and that's kind of yeah unique. like my, like yeah exactly you're right it doesn't follow the same but i actually like that one the most that yeah. you just did yeah it looks good two, you know the t actually <laughs> hmm yeah so you'll come around hmm. you're actually okay you're gonna, i don't know maybe off, more examples when we get off the cast you're gonna think about this tonight <laughs> and I like will. next week you're gonna come back and you'll be like yeah you know what actually i think that's right okay we'll see maybe i will um <laughs> Probably not, but maybe. Um, <laughs> all right. Our next uh, question comes from Will Hull via email. And this was sent last week, but we didn't uh, get to it. So this week we will. And uh, he starts out, hello, KB Mob. <clears throat> yes, you heard that right. KB M-O-B cast. I come to you with a slightly large pickle. Which seems like a personal thing to talk about himself. But either he's talking about his penis size or he has a problem. <laughs> I don't, we'll we'll find say, out. He's, he's like... He's like partially erect. Partially erect. I was listening to some old podcasts and ha- and I happened to hear the one with Katie Zen going to Denny's for the first time and enjoying the chicky bourbon skilly <laughs> and was mighty intrigued by the sound of the meal. The next day I stumbled into my local <laughs> I stumbled. Oh god. <clears throat> the next day I stumble into my local dentist. <laughs> And turn away the menu, seeing that I was set on what I was going to order. The words bourbon chicken skillet and a Coke, please, left my lips as soon as I saw the waiter bring out his pen and paper. And I shit you not, he said, we do not have anything called the bourbon chicken skillet. And (laughs) is Pepsi okay? (laughs) Ah, the triggers. Damn, man. Uh, From that point, I was shook. I didn't know what to say. I was angry not only because they didn't have the skilly, but because he had the audacity to ask if Pepsi was okay <laughs> instead of Coke. I like that callback. Definitely. We ranted about that before. I, uh, <clears throat> I looked it up, and Denny's has some items on the menu that aren't at every location throughout the U.S. Anyways, I calmed down and proceed to uh, go with my go-to meal every time and got a chicken fried steak. Good man. Great mm-hmm. choice. 
My question for the cast is, are there any food items or any items in general that are exclusive to a certain area of the U.S. that you would want to have access to at all times? If so, what might they be? So first of all, I want to say I'm so sorry for your traumatic experience. You should definitely like, and Katie's not on tonight. He might be hearing this, but maybe tweet him directly about him causing you this kind of pain. But yeah, like you said, definitely a, a region, region-based uh issue for me it's really simple and it, it may be cliche cliche as hell but man we were talking about cheesesteaks earlier brad mm. like a, a proper getting a good uh not even just but, but just a good philly cheesesteak anywhere in the country would i would lo- like that was one thing i really missed being in la since being home that i really do enjoy that style of sandwich um so that's for me i don't know do you guys have anything regionally that you think of i guess it doesn't have to be necessarily even where you're from it's just you wish yeah, like, I'm, trying, you to, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else that I that I know of that lines up with what he's talking about, which is like, you know, national chains that have regional items that aren't available yeah. everywhere. I don't know of that many examples. For me, it'd be a poutine, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's I true. Don't, that's, that's... don't have it like anywhere near here, but I like I've tried it once and it was okay. It was good, but I want to try it more. Mm. And it's supposedly a huge Canadian staple, but yep. I don't know. Holding out on us, man. Keeping it across the border in a lot of places. Um, oh, In-N-Out is a good one. Yeah. I guess, if you're into that. Yeah. yeah, it would be nice to have In-N-Outs on the East Coast. I agree. Um, yeah, but he's, he's talking about food items, though. He's not talking about, like... Yeah. Regional just chains. He's talking yeah, about yeah. regional food. So items. poutine stands then. Okay. Yeah, poutine. I think is that that yeah. stands because like the, that. The thing is, maybe they have. I don't know, but maybe in Canada they might have poutine at like you know McDonald's or some other chain, and so that would definitely work because like that's mm. something that they they don't serve in uh, in the U.S. But they they source it, you know, internationally. Sure. I don't know. Well, we were just talking about this whole pre-show. What about a gets for like ciders and stuff? Because it sounds like, because like where I'm at, we have nothing but like local draft or, you know, brewed beers. But like, I can't imagine going anywhere else where, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't really have much of an option. I don't know if you guys are really into drinking, but I don't know. We were talking about ciders. I think of the pre-show. Yeah, I don't I mean, know that I could describe yeah. myself as being really into drinking. Uh, Same. Without <laughs> without <laughs> causing worries of other kinds. But, <laughs> I mean, drinking to me is purely contextual. Like, if I go to a con, I'm going to drink a bunch. Uh, normally, like, it took me six months to get through my case of Stella, which I just finished one tonight. So, <laughs> unless I'm, like, going out with, like, drinking at home, no, no, very, very, very rarely. Once in a hey, while. Here, here are some examples that I found, like... McDonald's has a McLobster. Oh yeah, that's in uh, that is apparently Maine, New England, yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, New England area. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is not a thing I would want. No, but apparently it's that. apparently it's seven ninety nine, which is like wow half the half the price of any other lobster roll you're gonna get. So yeah, I'm guessing the quality there is not maybe not some uh, imitation high. lobster meat in that thing. Yeah, I'm maybe guessing. so version um jack in the box has a spam breakfast platter mcdonald's has biscuits oh. and gravy like, i don't know i don't know how uh how accurate all these are there's apparently a mcdonald's dessert that's only found in hawaii 
Oh, you know what? I was about to say that actually all the fast food places have like uh um like national fast food places have Hawaii specific items, which yeah. is kind of interesting. Mm. That's At least cool. the last time I was over there, yeah. I don't know that I I've mean, tried it. McDonald's has uh has they've done this multiple times, but they had they did a, a McPizza um at different places in their history. And I think some even still do McPizza. McPizza, yeah, look up the McPizza. Yeah. Not that I again that I want to try that. But I actually read a thread recently or something. Someone was saying that one of the local McDonald's had that. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I don't have a good example. But uh, some of these sound interesting, though. Like some of these examples I've found. I'm just not. I mean, like I would try biscuits and gravy at McDonald's. I just don't really. I don't eat breakfast at McDonald's that much. But I didn't know that was like a special item, you know, that's only in certain yeah. regions. Exactly. But I do. Well, I want to. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I want to I wanna thank. Will Hull for the phrase <laughs> I stumble into my local Dennis. Exactly. I've, I've never heard Denny's just called Dennis. But for <laughs> some so reason good. that phrase just I lost it. That's incredible. Uh, that is a beautiful piece of writing right there. Exactly. I wanna say I wanna say that like the fact that this was related to a KD Zen anecdote yeah. and it was sort of written in the style of KD it himself. Was. Truly, yeah. like it really brought it all together. So, very nice question. Well done by the Will Hull. Um, all right, and we've got one more uh, somewhat long email uh, question, I suppose, from uh, Seth, and this came via email as well. And uh, he said, Hey, everyone, uh, I asked a question on the pre Christmas podcast about inside jokes and pranks and revealed to the world our inside joke, the Santa head. Uh, to so refresh your memory. That, yeah, that is. To refresh your memories, the Santa head is this abomination of an art piece that my family won at a winter craft fair. We secretly pass it along to each other like a tangible Rickroll. Yeah, I do remember that now. My dad was selected as Grand Marshal for our town's annual Founders Day type parade festival. Our family came together for it with one of my brothers coming from out of state to drive our dad. The morning of the parade, my oldest brother appears with a large rainbow zebra stripe bag asking where our dad would be sitting on the review stand. After driving the parade route with the Grand Marshal, I ran the route back to pull double duty with my high school alumni marching band while my dad made his way to the review stand. Sure enough, he saw the gift bag and opened it. After almost dying from laughter and feeling bamboozled, he showed off this Medusa's head of a gift to the parade audience in all of its chintzy, <laughs> hot glue-covered glory. That's amazing. It might just be the biggest prank the family has played on one another since the old skunk pelt on a string. Jeez. Wow. If you still uh, want a question out of all this, I asked, if you've honestly pranked someone, what prank have you played that had the most people witnessing it? I hope you all have a happy National Strawberries and Cream Day. Here's a also a pick of the moment uh, for your enjoyment. Oh, very cool. Oh, uh, oh <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that thing is absolutely... Wow, that is... <laughs> that is... That's horrifying. That is a horrifying piece. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, I guess if you're an audio listener, you're not. I don't even know how to begin to describe it. But he described Seth described it pretty well, actually. In the, you know, uh, <laughs> chintzy hot glue. You can see the hot glue all around it. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. I didn't realize, but uh, today, May twenty first, apparently is oh, National Strawberries and God Cream it, Day, Seth. which I. <laughs> I, I I don't want to get into a rant about how literally every day is some sort of oh, you know, yeah. some it's sort of so official ridiculous. day, 
But that that is that wow. National strawberries and cream day. <laughs> All right. Um uh, but no, so thank you for that. I mean for me, uh, as far as like the most amount of people, mine's kind of a not at the scale that you did it, um like at a uh, parade, but um or your brother did, but I had a situation. So there was a go, um I think it was a senior year of high school, one of my friends Matt, um, his parents had a uh, house in Jersey near the beach, and so they would let um, they would let him and a bunch of his friends, like me included, go down there and spend time. And one time we had a pretty gr- big group of high school uh, friends go there. I think it was probably about maybe a, eleven or twelve people, like not huge, but a decent amount. And there was this one friend in the group um, named Mike, who I'm still friends with to this day, who had a lot of medical issues uh, throughout high school and. Um, you know, it was always somebody that was in and out of the hospital and stuff like that. And, um, so all that to say one day I had this idea, Matt, who was hosting the, um, the weekend had gone out with a couple other people to get groceries and we're just sitting around. And I was like, I was like, Mike, I was like, this may be super fucked up, but how funny would it be if we pretended that you passed out while they were gone? And when they come back, we're all freaking out thinking that like you died. And (laughs) I know it's a little heavy, but again, you have to understand the reason I did this was because like the group of people that went out were super high strung. So I knew that like, anyway, it was kind of like a bit of like payback, but like, I was like, we won't let it go on too long. And like, we'll just say that we won't say you died. We'll just say that you passed out and that we need medical attention. All right. So <laughs> fast Hilarious. forward to, I mean, I think it was pretty funny. So we're like, all right, Mike lay down like this. So he lays down face down and we had a glass like he was carrying a glass and he had fallen with the glass. So we placed a glass over and poured a little water on the carpet. So it looks super legit. And so, so sure enough, Matt pulls up uh, in the car with a couple of the other people. And I'm like watching. I'm like, all right, I'm watching. I'm like, all right, people, are we ready? Showtime. And as soon as they step over, like the threshold to start coming up the stairs, it was like a multiplex. Uh, I'm just like, Oh my God, Mike. And I just, I'm putting on a performance of a lifetime. And meanwhile, all all people are running around and we're like, we can't find his phone. We don't know if we should call 911 or whatever. And of course, right away, the pandemonium starts. Matt's like, oh, my God, this is like not even my place. My parents, I can't die here. And anyway, it's just it's having all the effects (laughs) that I want it to have. But then something that I didn't expect happens. My uh, so I went to a Christian. I went to a Christian. uh, This may not sound like it, but I went to a Christian prep school the last two years of my high school career. And Matt somehow in his time of panic decides that he's going to kneel down and pray over Mike who's passed out on the floor. Like, you know, like, well, we need to take a second and we should pray over Mike. And it was at that moment that my friends started looking around. We're like, okay, maybe we should, he's invoking God now. Like maybe we should tell him that this is a joke. And so he's like, dear father who are like, he's like really praying for Mike. And I'm like, Oh God. I'm like, this is really turning. This is getting bigger than I wanted it to be. And so at that point, Mike like slowly starts to open his eye and he's like, I can tell he's going to lose it pretty soon. And, uh, and then he like jumped up and was like, ah, we were just kidding. And I mean, obviously the look on Matt's face, he was so relieved, but, um, I got a little nervous once God started getting invoked and I asked (laughs) Matt and he was like, yeah, no, I thought, I thought Mike was dead. I thought, you know, we we got him pretty good. Now, do you think? Okay, here's a question. I haven't really told that story to too many people. Was that a little? Was that too mean? Or was that uh, was that like? I mean, come on, uh, you know, boys will be boys, right? That that's par for the course. 
and you got to understand like i love matt but he was a super high strung dude like he's one of those dudes that like you go you go to his parents like place and he's like um can you make sure that uh, all the glasses are i mean i get it like i mean <laughs> i feel like mike reminds me a little bit of and now brandon you aren't a wet blanket but you're very you're very conscientious <laughs> and you're very you know you like things in their place it was kind of like one of those things but he was even more over the top where like you put a glass down he's like you're gonna put that in the sink right I'm like dude we're trying to relax here yes i'll, I'll put it in the sink yeah. um so it was kind of like to get back at him that way yeah. um but I mean, yes that's, Carson, that's, quite, that's quite payback for uh him wanting to make sure a glass goes <laughs> in the sink I know, but it was more like over the whole weekend that stuff was going on. No, and uh, somebody in the chat was asking what if they were going to call the paramedics. So they were, and and that was the other thing was that I think somebody else, while the prayer was going on, someone was like, uh, we got to call 911. What are we doing? You know what I mean? And so that also, that moved along us being like, okay, we can't. I was going to say, yeah, that, that prank seems like it lasts about three seconds before someone pulls out their phone and actually calls 911. Exactly. Yeah, I, uh, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think I have an example here. Uh, it may come as a shock to most of you, but I'm not like a huge fan of pranks. <laughs> I can't imagine, Brandon. You? No way. No, I, I don't think I've ever pranked. I, I don't actually think I've ever really like pranked someone in any way that was memorable that really that stands out. Okay, Brad, do you have any? You have any pranks that you've done besides that aren't in Rust? <laughs> no, I do have a life outside of Rust. Oh, okay, I'm just, I'm just making sure. Um. One that comes to mind is uh, basically I was graduating from high school or something. I was hanging out with my buddy, and one of the teachers asked if we could drive down to the middle school and pick something up. And that just sounds like a typical, like, like what? I don't know. It's just like a small town thing, anyways, to get something from another teacher. But so we did that, and we were waiting for we went go to the middle school and tell the teacher what we needed. I don't remember what it was at the time, but we were waiting for the teacher to finish up what she was doing and before she gave us what what we needed. And, there's a computer lab across the room. So my buddy and I went in there and um, one of the computers was logged on. So we just like get on and just like fuck around for a second. And then, uh, you know, we're pretty bored and uh, start looking to see they had like this specific like blue background texture background. And I was somehow like came across like the directory for that said background hmm. and turns out the school district uh, by default, when you sign into uh, any computer, sets it to wherever that that background is. Right, that file. That, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you start a new session, it'll set it to that and call it good. And it was accessible by everyone. It didn't matter. So at mm-hmm. the time, the troll face was a dink meme. So <laughs> yes. Oh, the troll. So the, well, I I was pretty proficient in like photoshop at the time so i was like okay this is gonna be sick so i opened up the file and got like the largest vector of the troll face i could find and uh put it over the blue background but then made it like three percent opacity so like Mm. you couldn't really tell until like (laughs) you kind of like backed up a little bit and it was perfect and sure enough i saved it and like my buddy logged into another computer. <laughs> sure enough, <laughs> the new session. So that was at the like right before I graduated. So I don't know if they, how long it took them if it to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. The other thing was to uh, my buddy and I also figured out that you could 
like they reserved IP addresses for each computer on on the network for the school district. Mm-hmm. And um, what they didn't do was like restrict it so like anybody could like reassign their own IP and oh, then like wow. <laughs> yeah. So like uh, my buddy and I would like unplug a computer, plug in our laptops, and then like steal like a teacher's IP or something like that. Mm-hmm. And at least at the time I had a MacBook and you could set up a MacBook to broadcast your connection via Wi-Fi, and you could change the name to anything that you'd want it to be. And I don't remember what the names were, but like I just remember broadcasting for all the seniors like unfiltered access from like some poor teacher that we stole their IP from. Um, because what would happen is when you take their IP, they just get like booted from the network for whatever reason. So like we'd randomly hear like our English teacher like didn't have internet for the day and you'd be fucking pissed about it. <laughs> you basically just put them off the network. Yeah. Like, wow, so, dude. Damn. Yeah. Man, what, what a prankster over here. You were a Digital prankster. prankster. Bradley. Look yeah. To be, I shouldn't have. Thought. Yeah. That was, that was it for high school. That was about as edgy as I got. But, okay. I was going to say, are you out of the statute of limitations for uh, being, <laughs> being sued by your school? <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I've got other ones that I could share, but I don't want to get much edge. We'll save that for another day. Yeah, I think. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah, we'll save some of those. I mean, not necessarily that I was just a part of, but was uh, accessory to stuff like that. I mean, I even have stuff in my professional, professional, quote, unquote, professional career. <laughs> where uh, it takes like, on a different meaning for some of us. It does. It does. But when I used to work for, uh, this isn't so much in front of people like, um, but there was this dude that got hired, um, at this one tech support job that I got. And he like very clearly faked his resume and like knew nothing and would constantly be asking, (laughs) would be constantly asking me and this other dude, like a question about everything. Like we were literally basically doing his job for him. So one day Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, like this is getting, this is fucking insane. Like I can't do two jobs. Like, so (laughs) I decided that um, uh, we were going to spoof email him as our boss and tell him that he had to attend (laughs) training like for this thing. And we just made up, dude, like when I'm talking about made up, we made up like this whole course that he was going to have to take that like everybody was taking so that um, (laughs) like he would basically like be out of our hair for like an hour. And me and this dude, I still will never forget it. My friend, Dan. Uh, Dan Rodden, he <laughs> oh, doxing your friend on the cast. Yeah, cool. it's it's whatever. But we made up this we made up this whole hour long thing where we were talking about because he used to view us as an authority. So we were just like making stuff like Star Trek references, but like then tying it back and throwing in stuff that software that we actually used. And we recorded this like <laughs> hour long mix of PowerPoint and audio, and we sent it to him. And we told him they had to go to a conference room in the building. And we were just like, we just wanted to see if he would do it. You know what I mean? And I'll never forget, Dan sent the email. And I was like, there's just no way. He's going to know that it's a joke. Like, I mean, this guy's like not the brightest, but he's going to know. Like, the email's kind of off. And um, so we send it to him. And no no joke. I think we had said it. I forget. It was like a Friday because we were like goofing off anyway. So we set it at like one o'clock and it was set for three, which was another thing. Like, why would there be all this training that just randomly popped up? <laughs> and so no joke at 
like three on the dot. We hear him because we're cubicles, so we're across from each other. We hear him get up and just like start packing his laptop up and go to the conference room. And in that, we had a link and we were like, no, fuck it. We're like, you know, we're on like our messaging app and we're like messaging back and forth. Like, there's no way this is working. We go by the conference room. He is literally sitting in the conference room by himself with headphones on watching the <laughs> fake PowerPoint audio thing that we made. <laughs> and he watched the, he was gone for an entire hour and he comes back and I'll never, I was like, well, what are we going to, I was like, now we might get, I was like, oh shit. Cause it actually worked. And I was like, what if he goes to our boss and like follows up, you know what I mean? About the training. I was like, we're going to get in fucking trouble. <laughs> Cause like, I didn't think it would actually work. And it was so funny. And so we got so, we got so paranoid about it that I wish I had like a cool answer to the story, but we, we just ended up just going like, we got to fucking tell him because he's going to. Like he's definitely going to talk to our boss and we're going to get in trouble for basically making this dude waste an hour of company time. <laughs> so we went and we were like, yo, um, we were like, yo, Mike, um, you know that uh, that was a joke, right? That train. He's like, what? It was like, yeah, the training thing that that we sent you, that wasn't from our boss. That was just a joke. We were just playing a prank. And I'll never forget, dude, do you want to talk about penance for your crime or like he the look on his face i felt like i had just like punched oh. like a puppy i felt so bad because he he looked so he was like oh he was like yeah he goes i as i was sitting in there some of the stuff sounded a little crazy but i was like i don't know maybe it's a new program that i'm not aware of and dude but if you had realized the stuff like it was so over the top even somebody that was very computer illiterate would would not fall for it so in that moment i realized we were just dealing with a dude who was like totally out of his depth i mean he was a nice enough guy but he just shouldn't have been in the job that he was in. but he just looked so like he felt and we felt so bad and we we're like oh dude yeah it was just a joke um but i kind of that was like one of the ones i felt real bad about uh in retrospect uh because i just i never thought he'd actually go through with it but he to, to, suffice it to say we, that didn't get him fired he got fired for other stuff mostly for just basically like we said not knowing anything about how to do the job like um so anyway that's another one but again, uh, sometimes just you what stuff. you tell yourself that he got that's fired what, for. That's what I tell. No, that's what. And did his life actually unravel from that point forward? After that prank. Um, no. And so I think he basically, awesome. And what he got out of that after we pranked him is like, I think he got what we were trying to say was like, dude, like we can't be your constant resource. He would still ask us questions and stuff, but he was definitely after that. He was like he wasn't he wasn't as on our asses, and that's a really all. Much more restraint. He was more restrained. Exactly. You're right. Probably inadvertently got him fired. But fuck it, dude. I'm not doing somebody <laughs> else's job. Like I'm not going to do your job for you. So it was coming anyway. Um, but uh, God damn it. So anyway, that's another one. That, I guess that yeah, that was a prank that I just thought never could work. That we did. That we did get to work. Um. So yeah. So there we go. So I'm a terrible human being, and I probably if you're out there, Michael you're listening to this podcast i've done this before where that one dude i talked about the same job where i forgot to mute my phone on christmas and i i don't know if you guys remember that and i fucking yeah. i was talking to a co-worker about how shitty it was that this dude has no life and is calling me on christmas for tech support <laughs> and i wasn't and i was i was through uh not team viewer i was through whatever the windows version of that was and audio had you have a mic on your laptop <laughs> and it was picking up audio and i was like this dude heard everything i said a lot of people in chat remember that story. That was the same job. And uh, anyway, lots of savage stuff went on there. And I was like, some low points in my life, things I'm not proud of. But uh, 
Casually, casually ruining people's lives. Casually <laughs> ruining people's lives, dude. Pretty fucked up. Pretty fucked up. But let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to something uh, not fucked up, and that is the iTunes podcast review of the week. There we go. Okay, decent segue. Okay, you're good. You're good at this, Scott. That's me pat myself on the back. Um, but yeah, uh, Brandon, we didn't. I wasn't able to access my the reviews last week, but we do have. Um, I think this was a review. I that think you did. You did week. say though that you actually filed a support ticket with iTunes because of I your did. issue. I did. I was telling you earlier because I can't. I don't know what's going on with my account. Is I'm logged in on all my other devices and stuff, but when I log into iTunes via the app on this computer, it it says it's logged in, but then I can't. Uh, I can't actually access anything. Um, so I don't know what's going on. So I send a support ticket. I'll probably hear in the next uh, two or two or three months back from iTunes about what's going on knowing how that's worked in the past but we do have an itunes podcast this week and it is uh from bot mamba but if you would like to leave uh to to leave an itunes podcast you can do that by of course just going to itunes on your phone or you know on your computer and you um, you, you uh you at you missed a word there what did i say you said they can leave a podcast, which I mean is not wrong. You oh, can also leave. You can also leave a podcast on iTunes. You you it is a podcast platform, <laughs> so I mean that's a lot more work, yeah. and you know that that's probably subject to your own aspirations. But uh, leaving us a podcast review much easier than leaving a podcast. Exactly. Yes. Let's uh, just yeah do the review. Do the review. And the payoff sure. is just as much because you just get basically to be featured in a podcast. And we do all the work for you after you submit it. So, exactly, exactly. And uh, this one is uh, is a good one. It's no exception. This comes from Bot Mamba, who says, "How KB Mod is chicken soup for the pleb soul." Of course, it's a five star review. That is what we require if you're going to leave a review. So make sure it is five stars. And the review uh, states uh, the following: If you are looking for a podcast that asks and answers the hard hitting questions, look no further. Covering topics from the latest gaming news to if candy corn and if cat relationships should be platonic or if true love should prevail, Scott Fisher, along with sidekicks Katie Zen, and that one pasty dude whose name is still unknown. <laughs> wow, I don't know who he's talking about, whether it's Brandon or Brad, because he doesn't... Okay, are, are a energetic and intelligent crack team who always bring a high production value to their show. These cam boys provide an intellectual yet tantalizing element to the show that delivers gripping information, gripping. Wait, 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 wait. This sentence takes on a whole new meaning actually, because there's an and in between this. These cam boys provide an intellectual yet tantalizing element to the show that delivers gripping and informative conversation and banter. Okay. I guess when he said cam boys and he used the word gripping, my mind went other places. (laughs) Uh, They are also very easy on the eyes. Keep up the good work. So that, that review goes a lot of places. It does. And absolutely that I'm trying to figure out if he's talking about you, Brandon or Brad though, for the pasty stuff. I don't know. Cause he doesn't mention either of you by name. So do I, think I, I mean, I feel like I'm a little pastier than Brad is. Um, I mean, also seen... Brad usually doesn't have the camera on. That's true. That's a good so point. If he's saying That's pasty, it seems like he, maybe I'm, it would probably be me. Cause I'm leaving an impression. And I'm just fucking forgotten. Yeah, well, I mean, Brad. Brad is a is a you know multiple objects on any given show. He could be anything. He shapeshifts. That's true. He does. Mm-hmm. He does change a bunch. Um, the thing that stands yeah, out no. to me here is is mm-hmm. that uh, he he left off, or maybe didn't leave off, what topics we cover, 
the latest gaming mm. news to yep. if candy corn. <laughs> like that's just a that's right. if candy corn. And it's just yeah. Um <laughs> to if candy corn. Yeah. <laughs> like if it exists, if I mean all things, I guess, to if candy corn. Yeah, I mean that's basically um, if candy corn is like the entire subject matter around candy corn. Which right. is not wrong. I mean we've we've covered candy corn pretty thoroughly on this show. Um all right. Well, thank you for that review, Bob Mamba. And if you would like to leave a review yourself, again, please do. We can always use more five-star reviews, which honestly, us. Uh, but then put anything you want in the con- in the body of it. We've had poetry. We've had, obviously, stories. We've had, I mean, this was a pretty, this was a review that actually follows the general review format of a show, right? Like he Yeah, this is actually pretty informative. Like if I were, if I were reading through our reviews, I would click yeah. yes on, did you find this helpful? Exactly. Oh, perfect. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Some of these other ones, even though I enjoy them, I don't know if if I could check if I could hit yes. Yeah, they're not necessarily helpful, uh, but this one quite helpful. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, all right, I think that is going to do it for episode. I have to scroll to the top of the doc. I'm I'm really on top of it. Episode two hundred and seventy nine of the KB Mod Podcast. Uh, a pleasure as always, gentlemen. Um, of course, you can check out kvmod.com um, for multi-stream, f- check out for articles and reviews, and hopefully at some point, maybe in the future, I won't promise anything, maybe an updated build guide in the next couple weeks or months because uh, there is some new new hardware and stuff coming out. So hopefully we will get something to that nature um, up on there. Of course, again, I'll mention Extra Life one more time. Uh, this podcast, Extra Life, is August 18th, 19th, and 20th. So again, just keep that um, date uh, on the calendar and in your mind. Uh, you can follow KB Mod Gaming on Twitter at KB Mod Gaming. I am at APL Fisher. Volition is at V-O-L-1-T-I-O-N. And Brad is at Hutchison15 or at Z. Oh my God, it's Hutch. Either or. He still gets the revenue from both of for both of those accounts. So um, thank you so much for watching and we will see you guys uh, next week. Farewell. Get out! Get out! Get out! Cut the feed! <laughs>